Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's time for another episode of the Pridecast. Wow, no you folks, I've been so angry. I gave you, I gave you a bit, I gave you a bit to like go woo, but no, you said nothing. I ashamed of you three. It's actually the lead cost this week. I decided I'm burying the podcast this week. God, I being angry. Imagine being angry. Also, I did it in less than a minute, boys. Also, I'm sweaty, which is me right now, because I don't have a fan running because it makes too much background noise. So, like, it, I turned it off and it took, like, five seconds for the sweat to begin to go down my legs. But it's fine. I'll push through the four hours this recording will inevitably take. Um, hello, I'm Frank, back again with the base, Lee and James. But we got, hello, a, up? But we got another boy with us this week. A cute boy. Oh. <laughs> one might one might even call him a dream daddy. Baby. Yeah, we got the wrestler of the year 2018, Wade Moore, or should I say William Moore now? Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> uh, it, it could be going better, but thank you, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, like to remind you of visible answers. This is what I get for living in Louisiana, where weather means nothing. I also have coffee, because I want to be even more warm. <laughs> Not only hot, but fidgety, too. Yes, that's the best. Alright, so here's what we're going to do today, boys. We're going to read through the May 6th edition of Monday Night Clash. And... If we don't take too long, predictions for the next episode of Clash, and also get in to some of them juicy listener questions. I think we got a lot this week. We got, we got a lot. This... I had two motherfucking pages. Yes, by the <laughs> way, everyone who like responded favorably to the first episode, thank you very much. It was so like heartwarming to see the intense favorable reaction to the first episode. So Yeah, it really was. Um, now, uh, give us your money. Yes, we have finalized the Patreon tier, and we'll be revealing that at the end of the podcast. <laughs> we have the tier <laughs> all put together, and, uh, being up the page, and you can start giving us your money, so. Anyways, so, uh, first things first, I just want to talk a little bit to Wade, ask him a couple questions. Uh, if anyone by any chance doesn't know who you are, could you you, could you please give us an introduction to the man, the myth, the legend of Swaggerit himself. Well, uh, you know, I'm bad at interviews, but I'll give it a shot here. Um, <laughs> Don't give me that fake humbleness, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, well, I've been doing E-Feds for about six years now, I think, since 2013. Mm. And, uh, I'm having the time of my life right now. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty much all. <laughs> all right. Hell yeah. There's to know about me. All right. Podcast over, boys. All right, well, thank you. Time to go home. Thank you all for listening to the Wadecast this week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> but no, uh... <laughs> Hope you got some good insight on this character, you know. 
Yes, uh, the multiple characters. So Kaz Maisie, Wade Moore, Dream Daddy Wesley. Which I hope you really enjoyed my whole bit about Dream Daddy Wesley last week, Wade, because I was... That's the hardest I've laughed at anything in a long time. I was uh, I was cracking up laughing listening to that. I, honestly, I didn't expect to get a big of a reaction from him at Havoc, but... It was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, he's the best secondary, no question. Uh, so, we got Clash. Uh, first off, before we get into the show itself, uh, thoughts on the show for people who've read it? <laughs> yes, I'm calling you I'm calling you out, Lee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty solid uh, story-driven show after a lot of action at Havoc, so... It really kind of brought all the evolution feuds to the to the forefront, so we kind of went. Yeah, a lot of stories are starting up this week, and a lot of stories are continuing this week, and which is always great to see. And we've got some really fun stories to get to, uh, particularly in like the second half of the show. We got some really good stuff there, but we've got a really good stuff to start this show off. God, that's the English sentence, Frank. <laughs> We got this segment from footage earlier today as Dandy DeVito crashes Camila Gonzalez's office, men a match with Kids Grove. It's so short, but it's so funny because Camila's so concerned about this door. <laughs> Fuck your door. Do you want me to do a favor and that's how you're asking me? <laughs> Oh man, James, I want you to read this in Dandy in like what you imagine Dandy's voice to be because I love his accent. I ain't asking no favor. That one? Yeah, that one. <laughs> I told I that was his, for... his accent. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I ain't asking for no favor, Camilla. I'm making a fucking demand. Give me Sam Gizgrove at Evolution 2. If that motherfucker wants to take away the biggest opportunity I ever could have had, I'm going to make him pay for it. Ever, ever could have had. Oh. <laughs> ever could have had. Oh, feud of the year, folks. I love it. I love how, like, this feud is so personal and brutal. And in a way, is the United States title being a part of the feud is just a bit of an afterthought at this point. I mean, yeah, there's the whole beating people over the head with the bell bike. Danny just wants just to a... kill Sam now. It's yeah, the fucking U.S. title is just a running gag at this point. It's just a prop. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This feud could lose the Universal Championship. United States. <laughs> what? Well, you, I mean, what? what the all right, guys. Well, it was fun for me being here, but I think it's time for me to go now. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you think this is? A Fed that sucks? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got a really, really excellent opening segment here. This is, this is the best. I, I did read this actually. This it's is like one of the select few parts. Oh it's just, yeah. it's just so funny because like it starts with Billy and Chris being like, "Oh, we're on the road to Evolution Two, and we're hyping up all our feuds." What a <laughs> Billy, out of nowhere. I want to say something real fast. Do you want to read this? Because I will let you read this. Why me? Because uh, you started reading it. Oh, if you don't, if you don't read it, I will, because people need to listen to this. <laughs> uh, I'll do it. All right. 
I want to say something real fast about that, actually. Because I know a lot of people have been asking officials, or some of our superstars have been in media lately and have been asked. And I know torture is flooded with those questions every day. And he, for the most part, hasn't said much. So I'll just say this. We've talked shit on WCF and Jason Price. We've said our shots. We've gone back and forth with them, as they have with us. It's all fair in love and war, don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is, though, we would say this to his face. And you yourself on torture sitting in Gorilla right now, telling me to say this in the headset. Be my guest. But let me tell you what Price is doing over there right now. They're booking the final show. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be one of the biggest shows WCF has had in over a decade, maybe ever. And hats off to him. You can say a lot of things about Price, but you can't say he's a backstabbing two-timer piece of shit like you can about Logan. Bit, 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 bit. <laughs> no, look, damn it. Did you want to shoot that? He's your shoot. Logan going over there trying to rile the people up. The boy and girls bust their ass that company, trying to rile them up into some con job running with an owner who already walked out on them because you straight up, he don't give a shit. It's a slap in the goddamn face to Jason Price. Plus, he's putting all his time, effort, and resources into that final show. He's taking the network money. He's taking investor money. And he's going to bring out all the big guys to put on one final show. And it's going to be great. And I just want to say, Logan and his shitty little cancer friends are slapping his face. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Logan is nothing but a hack job, move still, and piece of shit who never contributed anything to WCF in the 20-year existence of the place. Except for sexually abused of the God. And being an absolute pedophile creep. So, Price, hats off to you. Congratulations and good luck with the Endgame show. We salute you. It's not easy doing this week in and week out, and just know I'll be enjoying the show from the comfort of my living room. And Logan and all you cancer friends on his, of his can suck a dick and just leave because you were nobodies, are nobodies, and will always be nobodies. <laughs> what a fucking savage. God, tort, tort the... And because, you were, and because you were the one reading that voice... I just imagine Billy <laughs> suddenly growing an Australian accent. It's the same. It's the same, except instead of going to Burger King, he talks about going to Hungry Jacks. And he, he won't shut up about Maccas. Ah, well, excellent, excellent segment. Bravo, bravo. Uh, we move on to our first match, a 201 and fun tag team match. Derek Vaden and Magic Mana, Carlos Lopez and Power Perez. Yep. Fun we've, got, we've got Carlos Lopez, who I assume is the CeeLo that Billy is talking about, uh, coming over from the dub, which is good. Uh, just a, it's it's a it's a cruiserweight opening match, like I said earlier, from the WCF, uh, not WCF, WCW tradition of cruiserweight opening matches. Uh, fun stuff. Not a whole lot to talk about, except. It's uh, Magic Maddox and Derek Vayton taking the win. Yep. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Uh, now we have a word from Mr. William Moore. And, uh, uh, Wade, if you want to read this out loud, you may. Shot. The whole segment or just the... Just the just the this talking portions. I don't want you to read the stage directions. <laughs> no narration. Right. No, yeah, no narration. <laughs> Hello, my friends. You might know me as Wade Moore, but something happened last week that's changed me. I found myself on the losing end of the Havoc Rumble after I was thrown over the top rope by the man who broke my record of eliminations, Quixote Della. Bravo, bravo, Quixote! Congratulations are in order. It was no easy task, and I know when to accept defeat. 
I want to take a moment and apologize for my behavior after the rumble. I broke several thousand dollars worth of production equipment. Trust me, I have paid dearly. I deserve every punishment passed down the hill on that one. But most importantly, I want to apologize to Mr. Delatore. The behavior was unprofessional and unbecoming of gentlemen of our stature. But I can't be held responsible for his behavior. Lord knows I've tried. I've done everything in my power, but I can't control what he does. I'm sorry, Quixote. I'm sorry for what he may try to do to you. Please, I beg you, run and hide. Batten down the hatches. Save you, because I can't save you from him. Thanks for your time. Good luck, Quixote. Bye, champ. <laughs> he broke several thousand dollars worth of production equipment. For his punishment, he took several thousand lashes. <laughs> I have paid dearly. He got the wall. <laughs> and from that, we move in seamlessly into a 201 and fun championship match. Probably the biggest upset of the night, thanks to certain motherfuckers in this. In that. <laughs> Eli Lobo versus QDT, the champ. I want to talk about this opening promo. QDT. <laughs> It's the best. He comes out and people are cheering for him. And he gets on the mic. He says, maybe there's been a mistake. Ain't you meant to be booing me? Hollering, you suck. And the fans chant, you don't suck now. (laughs) I I love this one, one line. Don't you remember the things I've said and done? Didn't you see what I did to my parents? A day deserved it. <laughs> Decay of Western civilization confirmed. God, QDT as the reluctant face is everything I could have wanted for, from the storyline and more. And I was so hyped to see him represent the 201 and fun division. And now, now that's not going to happen anymore, you mother... I'm so... I'm so sad. Um, if you don't know, uh, basically, Eli Lobo is, uh, he comes into the ring looking very much different and not like the real Eli Lobo. Looking too muscular, looking too stacked. And it becomes apparent that the real Eli Lobo has been basically murdered backstage. <laughs> Assaulted. Blood pouring out of his mask and congealing in his hair as... Moore stands over his dead body. <laughs> and a sneak attack from Eli Lobo to win the 201 championship. And then Eli Lobo takes off the fucking mask. And what do you have to say for yourself, you motherfucker past an hour? Oh, wait, this happened. Wait, what? When did this happen? What? <laughs> when, you oh. don't, when you don't read the show. Oh, you, oh, you did? Oh? <laughs> it's Alexander Motherfnack. We're getting a first. We're getting a live reaction of this show tonight, folks. <laughs> People, what they want. Quote: I am in total shock. Alexander Pasternak is the new 201 and fun champion. It looks like Wade Moore pulverized the real Eli Lobo, allowing Pasternak to don the mask and replace Lobo in the match. I don't know why Chris Avery is defending more Pasternak, but okay. Isn't he the heel commentator? I've, ne- I've never gotten the feeling that Avery was the heel commentator. Most, that's that's but, how I ride him. But that's mostly yeah, because all I've seen is uh, Havoc, which is yeah. 
Oh yeah. Not traditional match writing. Big, but that's big toward energy. Yeah, big toward energy. But uh James, I am so disappointed in you. Why did you steal this man's thunder and his championship? Shut up. I mean, why go for a title with a seven hundred word cap when you're gonna no show it anyway? Like, <laughs> it's literally the least amount of effort you have to do for this company and you're not going to even put that much in <laughs> our, our, our new goal is to get him into as many divisions as possible so he can show. <laughs> is Alexander Mack even under 201 pounds he is now motherfucker sweat <laughs> uh, lodge tonight was supposed to fucking 10 pounds on a coke binge Tonight was supposed to commemorate the making of QDT, but instead we witnessed the breaking. <laughs> I am not sure we will see him in an AW ring again. Shame, but the show wow, is born. Wow, shame. such blatant <laughs> lies. Oh. Edited May 6th, Alexander passed the next profile, way too under- <laughs> <laughs> that, was fucking, that was fucking torture who did that too. <laughs> uh, in, in all seriousness, could both of you give some insight as to what is going down with this match? Um, yeah, so we were just trying to put some stakes on the way more QDT rivalry. And the best way was to end his record bring fun and fun championship brain before he could get to it. Yeah. That is basically a Wade approached me and said, Hey, do you want to fucking take the championship? I'm like, okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. (laughs) Let's get it. Now question, James. Will you um, seriously defend this title? Yes. Alright. That's all that I need to know. Did you hear the uncertainty right there? <laughs> uh, it literally, any time James says something akin to something like, yeah, I'll put an effort, I'm hitting the X-Doubt button, I do not believe him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's L.A. Noir. It, it's like it's L.A. Noir, and I'm going to start accusing him of fucking little boys. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote from L.A. Noir is when you doubt the one guy, and then Phelps just immediately just you fuck young boys, Valdez. <laughs> <laughs> that he does. He knew it. Anyways, moving on, we've got a Hazel Overton segment. Uh, basically, Hazel uh, trashes Jacob Lister because Jacob Lister, even though he is no longer Oblivion, is still a really weird dude. <laughs> still doing weird shit. Uh, hyping up a feud between Hazel and Jacob Lister, and it does not come to pass as Jacob Lister in the next match pins Johnny Styles. Right. And nothing more is said of it, which I am sad for. But I'm sure that eventually uh, this feud will become a real thing. Uh, but yeah, Hazel slamming Obi, Monster Guardian of the Nene no more. <laughs> Let's hear it. the hardcore championship. Ah, uh, is there any choice quotes from this? Let's see. Oh, uh, oh Chris Avery. Hold on, hold on. Uh, I see one. Uh, <laughs> I see the sign. Newsflash, fucker! Ah, so newsflash, fucker! I like women. Being a gay means you can't be a whore. Confirmed. Pro strats. Yeah. Also. I want- 
<laughs> Ashley's saying, you want to disrespect Hazel by calling her a floozy just because she wears what she wants to be in? I love <laughs> the use of the term floozy in 2019. The year of our no Lord. Shaming. No floozy shaming. Anyways, after this, we have Hazel Overton versus Jacob Lister versus L.A. Johnny Styles. So, uh, Bye, Johnny Styles. <laughs> so, fun fact, I actually know Styles is way, way, way back in the day. I'm talking like 2012, 2013. Johnny Styles was a, a random duder from the Dub that I knew about because his character was from New Orleans, because Louisiana. But also, he is actually kind of a groundbreaker, Johnny Styles is. From everything I understand, he hosts the first ever sort of, like, podcast in WCF history. Except it was less of a podcast and more of, like, a call-in show that you could call into. It was hosted on, like, this weird, like, website. I was a part of it, and I had, like, a 40-year-old guy get angry at me for no reason. I was so confused because I was, like, years old. (laughs) Uh, so when I saw this guy, I was like, wow, this is a blast from the past. And then he never showed up again after posting his bio. <laughs> he posted his bio on 420, and he has not been seen since. Got too blazed. Yeah, he forgot he posted it. Yeah. Uh, we also have Jacob Lister, the old Oblivion, uh, having the... Uh, Having it removed from his psyche and now appears as a man in regular clothes with a cross necklace. And he gets the win here over Johnny Styles, over Mr. No Show. So good on Obi, and I hope that he feuds with Hazel because that's a fun feud. Also, uh, in the thread that Gravedigger posted, I love uh, Jacob character just... <laughs> being a creep with all the women in like a like semi in character way and then responding <laughs> not in the Logan way but in the Obi way of like just like vaguely vaguely threatening them with bodily harm <laughs> in the Obi way where it's actually fun <laughs> where you're like you're not like yo I'm gonna send you an unsolicited dick pic no he's like I'm a fuck you <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna buffalo bill you, but no. Let me find let me find the let me find the real quotes. Lizzie Hobo and Kessie and fucking psychopath in my dreams. Uh, let's see, where's Obi? Lizzie, I could easily have Jacob go off off his meds, making it a smooth transition for the monster to resurface. Then after that little remark you made, Oblivion will be making itself shadows. Oh, by the way, Richard, be careful what you ask for. You might end up getting it. The monster is willing to take on anybody. Anyone! Let that be warned. Just kidding. Not necessarily in character. Also, Overton, we talked. You're being watched. Anytime, anywhere. <laughs> just the blurry will be everywhere. <laughs> Again, just talk. People call out you. You're going to be dealt with. It's simple. <laughs> Lizzie, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Sorry. I love him. What a fucking mensch. God. Yeah. Obi to know. <laughs> What a power move. <laughs> Making in character threats out of character. Oh, Lizzie, no need to fret. Everything will be just fine. As long as you don't hear any clicking, moaning, hissing, or groaning, you will be safe <laughs> for now. Yeah, sort of. I'm ready for Obi to start writing matches again so we can get more pow, bang, zam, whooshes. 
Love him. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Obi. All right. Now, moving on. Our next segment is a GIF. Demons in the walls. Demons in the walls. Bind. Damn it, you will bind. Oh, God. It's edgy. It's so edgy, and I love it. It's unapologetically edgy. I know. <laughs> the only way this could have been better is if instead of the edgy song lyrics on written on this wall was just, the cake is a lie over and over and over again. <laughs> just a yeah. lyric, the fucking all-star. Honey <laughs> once told me. The world was gonna <laughs> roll me. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, next up, we have a, a, a newbie match. James Wolfe coming in from the dub CF versus Alex Kincaid. Uh, now still I'm not shown, I don't think. Good. I was about to ask if he has still shown. James Wolfe has shown, and because he has shown, he gets the win. What a beautiful lad James Wolfe is for putting yes. in effort. Unlike some people on this podcast. Oh, better than, like, 50% of them. Yeah, Lee, well, you didn't even read the fucking show. Dane <laughs> <laughs> seemed to be one of those rare superstars who was going to tear up action wrestling. I think he can do it. No doubt, Chris. Fate to commercial. James Wolf. <laughs> James Wolf. <laughs> James Wolf. Uh, next up, we've got Scott Slayer versus Titan Jacks. Uh, now, did Titan Jacks show? Do we know? Uh, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a new uh, ex wrestler. Did they show? Do we know? <laughs> that should be a Firefly Funhouse. Like, let's see, <laughs> Titan Jacks, Titan Jacks. I do not see his name in the role play board, so I'm going to assume he no showed. Uh, so Scott Slayer, another dub, another dub port coming in strong, getting in. Getting a uh, big win over Titan Jacks. Win for Scott here tonight. Yeah, taking down a man like Titan Jacks is never easy, so congrats to Scott on the win here tonight. Keep nice. Eric, new guy wins dialogue. We always see any fighting. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a mark for it. Like, wow, new guy wins. He could do really great things. He might be a future world champion, maybe. I don't know. Hell yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, next up, we have a Cowboys from Hell segment, which overtly features the Cowboys from Hell. It's just <laughs> Unknown 1 and Unknown 2 doing drugs in a room, film TNA style. <laughs> I while I was reading this segment. Uh-huh. You know that scene in Spaceballs when they catch their fucking stunt doubles? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what this reminded me of. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like, out of context, if you didn't put the Cowboys from Hell title on this, this just seems like two rando dudes doing drugs in a room. <laughs> Keep it. We didn't have anything for this time slot, so we just went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're in the bathroom where the janitors are doing heroin and cocaine. I mean, ride the white to good apple. Right. Well, that could be seen was a greasy, scary, prideful, immortal-looking man <laughs> and a gentleman in a cowboy hat and a white vest. <laughs> it's not so like they right? No. So it's uh, Oblivion and Danny DeVito? So. <laughs> right, you have to make the distinction. Danny DeVito or Dandy DeVito? Dandy old DeVito. Okay. Because Danny DeVito could equally be applicable in the situation. <laughs> to both 
to both uh, people. Next up, we've got a personal favorite of mine. We've got Bobby Rage versus Jay Mac. Jay motherfucking Mac is my favorite. As is Bobby Rage to me. I unironically love Bobby Rage so much. Dude, Bobby Rage is now, He comes in and he destroys him with one Rage Slam. And then he gets, be... he gets the mic and he just starts screaming, You eliminated me, Havoc! I'm not happy! I want to eat! So get out here, Slayer, and let's do this! You know, Bobby Bobby Rage has really got it down. But if, he, if he doesn't win his matches, he doesn't eat, you know? I know, and unfortunately, Scotty Slayer comes out here and actually gets one on over Bobby Rage. And uh, coming back to this segment, Scott Slayer comes out and actually puts the heat on Bobby Rage, and it's really good. Rage is furious. He is undefeated. Uh, if Scott Slayer versus Bobby Rage is a few, a few that's going to happen, I'm all here for it. Hell yeah. All right. Next up, we have another Sam Kidsgrove and Danny DeVito segment. Going down to the ring, Danny DeVito. I'll be straight to the point tonight. Man, fuck Sam Kidsgrove. What kind of man attack somebody when they ain't looking? <laughs> Look, Sammy, I know you afraid of old Danny DeVito. And then... <laughs> Scrotal abscess. <laughs> that is absolutely the mark of a British man, and I love it. God, God bless. Thickly speaking, and when your balls get in. No more, Billy. Just stop talking. <laughs> and then they start trash-talking each other, and... <laughs> Yo, I love... Andy DeVito hits a sick suicide dive. He... <laughs> so... That's a face move. That's a power face move. <laughs> like, Sam Kedgrove is talking, and instead of, like... <laughs> I love how Danny's immediate response is to suicide to Sam Kedgrove. <laughs> like, in build-up, it's just immediate suicide time. And then they start brawling in the crowd again. The show cuts to commercial, and they're still fighting. I love, I love how in the middle of this chaos with... Uh, Danny DeVito and Sam Kisgrove fighting. Chris Avery's first instinct when going back to air is to say, we're back from commercial from our fine friends at Arby's. <laughs> Stop plugging it. We're told that during the break, Danny and Sam utterly destroyed the catering area. Uh, Billy? Crying? <laughs> there ain't none that beautiful catered food ever did and nobody, Chris. It deserved better. And then Sam throws Dandy into Camila's office and says, Camila, I want this piece of shit at Evolution. He wants the same. Make it fucking happen. No excuses. No bullshit. Just make the match or we'll beat the living hell out of each other all over your show until the end of time or until one of us kills another. Whichever comes first. <laughs> and then he immediately after says that, he gives Dandy a power bomb through the desk. <laughs> Go... Feud of the motherfucking year. Nice power bomb. <laughs> All right. So no, this, Camila, this is good because, um, uh, yes, the If you read like every single one of his, it's literally just centered around the idea of getting to Dandy, especially his um his havoc one. 
<laughs> like, like he was barely like referencing anyone else. He's pretty much just like, oh, the only reason I'm in this match is to get to Dandy. <laughs> and now um, they're uh, getting their final match. But and it's, oh, I think this is the for real final match because it's in the hallowed... <laughs> I can't even say it with the straight face because it's not anymore. Be <laughs> bitching it is. It's the legendary feud ender, the Hell in a Cell match. Cell in a Hell match. Heck in a sec. <laughs> oh, and also Camila, to make sure that they don't destroy any more shows, Camila suspends both Dandy and Sam until <laughs> So they don't destroy anything else. They'll still manage it. Yeah, I believe that they will. Also, because it's kind of a footnote at this point, but the Hell in a Cell match is for the United (laughs) States Championship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. God. I just want to talk about this feud and how amazing it is. It's the fucking best. Like, this is so... This is some compelling stuff right here. Like, this is, I think, this is, a I think, an advantage being a secondary champion is as compared to, like, the world champion. Because the world champion, you basically have a new challenger every month because of the format. But for something like the U.S., how you can go as long as you want. That's how, like, Mikey X versus Bernard Core became one of the top views in the dub because they just went on and on and on over the ESPN chest. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a little bit more freedom to like move around and do what yes. you want. And they've taken advantage of it for sure. For sure. Uh, next up, we have a television ti- uh, title match. Baz versus Claire Hawkins. I have to point out that whoever wrote this misspelled Baz's name in the intro as bad. Bad. Bad <laughs> has been... That ex- <laughs> shade. <laughs> bad has been extremely quiet as of late. Unless Bad has a surprise in his back pocket, the champion will have a surprise. Pockets. Bad pocket. <laughs> That's just uh, Chris Avery being a hell's pocket. But here's the thing. Chris Avery immediately after Baz comes out starts calling him Baz. <laughs> Baz looks as if he would be doing... If he would ra- Baz looks as if he would rather be doing something else right now. Also, Baz is already in the ring. He gets no entrance. Burial. Ouch. <laughs> Let's see. Did Bad role play? Do we know? <laughs> I've already forgotten the jingle that I described. This Let's find out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a team on the roster. Hollywood stars and celebrities. Do they, do they, know, do they know things? Let's find out. All right. Yeah, that's no show. Easy. Nice easy. suplex. <laughs> I think Baz is off the roster. Yeah, well... Rip. Rip. You, you, got, oh, you got buried here, and it was deserved. <laughs> Come on, bad. Come on, bad. Right, next up, we've got a big, big, big title. Ta- not title. God, I need more coffee. Give me one second. You missed, uh, you missed Claire finally getting one up on the dream daddy. Australia's <laughs> and Lizzie Hope versus the Warriors <laughs> of the North. Totally not oh. the Viking Raiders. The Viking experience. Oh, boy. Make it a combined weight of 517 pounds. Oof, that's a lot of meat. So, uh, Bobby, Bobby Ray should be in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that out of everyone on the roster, Bobby Rage benefits the most from the RB sponsorship? 
Definitely. Because Arby's, 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 we have the meats. These guys look rock solid, Billy. They're making their debut here in Houston, all the way from Sweden. Are they actual Vikings, Chris? I don't think so. All I know is that they hurt people and they've got a brand new team in their sights. The team of Estrella, Louise, and Lizzie Hope. Girl power. Go bitch, go bitch, go bestie. Can't fuck with these hoes because they messy. Got the bad baby on the PA system. I'm so glad that they're bumping bad babies. That is <laughs> so good. That's so good. Bad baby featuring Kodak Black, known rapist. <laughs> yeah, we're burying Kodak Black on this podcast. Yo, they need to come out. I know it doesn't exist, but fucking Kodak featuring uh, X. <laughs> I'm sad, I know, yeah. I'm sad, I know, yeah. <laughs> Weighing a combined 230 pounds, Estrella Louise and Lizzie Hope. <laughs> Damn. What a weight difference. I think this Damn. team. I think this is this team's official name is Team Hattie because that's what Chris Avery is calling them on commentary. <laughs> but Billy would rather go with. <laughs> Clam slammers. Clams. There's a line later on in this match. Now is not the time to debate a hypothetical team named Billy Lissy's best side. <laughs> oh, commentary. Commentary team in the game. Commentary gods. Oh boy. Uh, what's Land the line that you were... T- Thank you, Clams. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh. Billy Jim. Billy, you are so fat. Anyways. <laughs> Commentary was on shit fire this week, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, Estrella hits her move, La Patata La Luna, to Axel. But the referee does a big thing. Confusion sets in as Estrella and Lizzie begin questioning the referee. Uh, I'm not a rip- lip reader. Uh, I'm okay. Chris. That's Chris Avery. <laughs> Chris Avery suffering from extreme early onset dementia. <laughs> all the Arby's. But I think Niles is actually the legal man. What? I can't tell. The Swedes apart. <laughs> Billy with the casual nationalism. Can't tell the Swedes apart. <laughs> Jesus. It's impossible. And, and, and with all Are the they confusion. even Swedes? Do we know where they actually finish? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking I, I don't know the answer to that. I haven't read the Observer for this week. I don't know my not kayfabe news. Do you uh, think? Do you think fucking... that? In, do you think that in universe that fucking Dave Meltzer writes about AW? <laughs> well, 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 you heard, uh, and plans have changed, but what I've heard is that um, uh, there are contract disputes between, y- y- you know, Michael X and, and Torture, and, 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 and I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Kennedy Matthews shows <laughs> and says, Lizzie, Estrella, too bad I couldn't be there to see this match in person. Must be agonizing. Never know when and where I will strike. You two are doing quite a number on your own reputation. It'd be a shame if someone were to fuck it up. And immediately afterwards, they get hit with a move, and Niles covers Estrella to win the match. And then Kennedy Matthews shows up. Shit, Kennedy Matthews is so she pulled a fast one on everyone. And just starts fucking up. 
Team Bestie. This is good. This, um, this is really good. Gives them um, all something to work with towards evolution, and the loss yeah. isn't really a issue because it's it a was dirty loss. Yeah. yeah. Also, Warriors of the North are getting pushed hard for their surprise announcement later in the night. I won't spoil anything for people who haven't read this show, Lee. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Anyways, moving yeah, on. We shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be bringing this up because Torch is going to listen to this and just be like, what the... My, he's going to send, my... send me like three minutes worth of voice messages. Unfortunately, I've developed rapid illiteracy. <laughs> I was gonna read it, but then I no showed like Corey. <laughs> I was gonna read the oh. show, but then I got high. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We've got another edge edge lord gif. I almost said edge boy gif. Edge boy. Edge boy. <laughs> the... Oh, the edge boys. The edge boys. As many doors. Too much for couch potatoes like yourselves. <laughs> edgy, edgy. Edgy, doodle, doodle. God, I fucked that bit up so much. Anyways, we've got another cowboy this time with the actual cowboys from hell named. So, Bo comes out. What's up, Blake? <laughs> now you know hey, I got some, got some things hey, on my mind. Yeah, he's got a lot of names for his crew. Blaze Nation, Bow Nation, Vape Nation, Masturbation. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> Thank Lift you for that. Out, boy. <laughs> Bust down, Tatiana. Basically, the gist of Bow, of Bo's speech is that he's throwing down a challenge for Evolution 2. Any team wants to compete for the tag titles can compete. And then after that, Z-Mac goes... <clears throat> Come here, book it, girl, cause I'm her coming at you for the sake of coming at you live. Book that match at Evo, cause this division can't hold a candle to the cocaine cowboys. It's time for the biggest match of action. Hit the damn music. Crowd gives a moderate. Okay, now, uh, now read that again, but with the Jamaican accent. Come here, book it, girl, cause I'm here coming at you for the sake of you live. Book that match at Evo, cause this division can't hold a candle to the cocaine cowboys. It's time for the biggest match ever in our division. Hit the damn music. That was surprisingly oh, wow. really good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's the coffee. <laughs> the coffee's good today. The coffee well, is... Well, that was prestigious. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that impression... That accent work was very prestigious. Thank you. Drink. Pour up drink. Yeah. That's the... <laughs> I don't know why you gave me that request, James, but I'm glad that you gave it to me. Anyway, uh, moving, building up from that segment, we have a tag team match. The Talent Enhancers versus Bishop and Priest. Hell yeah. Mike with the dub. Let's see. Did oh Bishop posted a roleplay called "Talent of What Enhancer"? Oh, <laughs> actually, yeah. actually no. Hey. Typo. Talent of Enhancer. 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 In the Talent Enhancer's uh, roleplay, we will write our wrongs and make us. A... <laughs> 
oh shit, Bishop is a black man and he's apparently being represented by Titus O'Neil. I didn't Titus, know this. Titus O'Neil with a wig. <laughs> I thought. Wait, hold on. I Titus O'Neil with the wig was Bishop. Yeah. B- uh, Bishop. Bishop's profile oh. picture is literally just a picture of Titus O'Neil smiling for no reason. Because <laughs> you, because you know that man has nothing to smile. <laughs> Oh, I love you, Titus, but you need to get another job. The dub is not working out for you. <laughs> Let me look at this talent enhancers roleplay. What do you love so much about this goddamn? T- <laughs> it's just so. It's just so. Uh, I just love the pick bases and the whole. It's just great. It's the good chick. It's mm. really yeah. It's really on the nose. <sighs> wow, this RP dialogue. I approve. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Town Enhancers get a victory over Bishop and Priest. Has Rats. there been a time in action wrestling where either Bishop or Priest won a match? Bishop TV champ. Yeah, he was TV champ for a while. All right. Uh, I don't understand the syndicate, syndicate thing, but Town Enhancers win tonight. Another team segment. We've got a segment from Bruised. Uh, she buries Bishop. Oh, she buries Bishop more than I just did just now by asking if he ever won a match. <laughs> uh, speaking of tag team division, what are your thoughts on the match between two of your chief rivals, the Talon Enhancers and Bishop? Only asked after the match is over. <laughs> I love it. Rivals, Jenna, the only rivals we team division are the tag champs. The talent enhancers are not and never will be our level. The fact they are in the division makes the division weak. Buried. As for Bishop, Dead. everyone saw me throw his overrated ass out of the Havoc Rumble. And as for that priest guy, does he actually work for me? <laughs> <laughs> He's listed on the roster, so I guess the answer is no. Damn. He got but it's confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Priestess Childs and or Mikey Extreme in a mask. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter to us. They're nothing but stepping stones for red, white, and bruised. As for Bishop, I'm making it my goal to rid him from action permanently. Now, well, if you excuse me, Jenna, your stench is making me nauseous. <laughs> Jesus. Buried. Red, white, and bruised? More like red, white, and buried. <laughs> Everyone's getting buried. Oh, boy. Burial cast over here. Yeah. Every, everyone's blowing up on spot. They're burying people on free TV when we're charging at $5. I know. Yeah, it's going to make God, any money. God, goddamn shame what it is. How are we going to be able to run this podcast if we have the, fu- the funding? Honestly. Yeah. We need to cut a salary. Yeah. You think we're, we're going to play up in here? <laughs> Fuck, I guess... I guess we're gonna have to get that goddamn PS money at this point. Yeah, funded from viewers I'm like you. I'm recording this Toyota Corolla right now. All right. <laughs> so next up after that package plays for the May 13th Monday Night Clash, the one-year anniversary of the death of Prince Jimmy Dean, in a small tribute played. Next week on Clash, participants announced for the Prince Jimmy Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> Ten seconds of silence for Prince Jimmy Dean. Yes. May he rest in peace. All right. Moving on, we've got... 
We got a Kamiya meets with Torture segment. Uh, Kamiya is talking with Torch as Logerton storms in and invokes the rematch clause for Evolution. And Torch is like, no, not at Evolution, ne- next Clash, sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> Buried. But Hazel, <laughs> Hazel is happy because she gets her match. And then the talent enhancers come in and just start demanding they be put in the match with the Cocaine Cowboys because they beat Bishop and Priest. And they keep interrupting Camilla. <laughs> Camilla actually... No, you manager lady. Manager lady. <laughs> Manger lady. Manger lady. Because then you got Carly telling everyone we're weak. She's weak. She won't even get in our sheets. She's weak. She can't handle this. Jordan grabs the scotch. Oh, I'm stuck. <laughs> That's enough. You know, I sort of liked you guys, but all you do is bitch and complain. <laughs> <laughs> and then Camille drops the bombshell. The Cowboys defend their tag team championships against Talon Enhancers and Red, White, and Bruce and Bishop and Priest at Evolution 2. And then Torture, for uh, apropos of nothing, so what, throw Warriors of the North in there too. They had a big win earlier. Now get the hell out of the way. No chance. That's what you got. <laughs> yeah, Warriors of the North win. Warriors of the North win one match in dirty fashion and get added to the tag team match <laughs> at Evolution. Excellent. Oh. I love it. Yeah. The the gist I get from this is that the entire tag team division is feuding with itself, and I'm here for it. So it's always. All right. Uh, next up, we get a big three-way match. A, a favorite of mine from the night. It's TFK versus Shadow Love versus Chris Santiago. Santiago. Now, if you'll give me a moment of silence, there's something that I want to do here. Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode starts to play on the Bose product. sound touch. Indoor slash outdoor surround sound system throughout the arena. A mixture of multicolored laser lights and strobe lights illuminates throughout the arena with smoke and fog setting the scene like a four-season fashion show. The audience throughout the arena stand in unison and wait in anticipation for what is about to be Action Wrestling's fashion trend of the season. Coming through the theatrical smoke and fog and appearing under the fashion show light is the one and only first couple of professional wrestling. Your favorite and most polarizing modern day and charming, egotistical, narcissistic, politically incorrect, felicitating, self-righteous, second-generation megalomaniac and apex predator, the handsome half-breed Shadow Love, along with his simply ravishing femme fatale temptress and personal bodyguard slap, the fashionista sensei, Miss Miyamoto. His classically masculine and modern must, razor-textured, choppy, dark brown hair was perfect as showing off his chiseled fighter's face with an ice-cold stare radiating from his sparkling blue eyes. He was stripped to the waist, showing off the upper body of a Greek god with washboard abs in a newly fresh and crisp custom-made Calvin Klein stark liquid white leather trench coat with fringe and longs custom-made Calvin Klein crocodile skin bands of custom-made Calisgator skin boots. Her raven black hair was pulled back in a fringe braid, showing off her angelic face with her intoxicatingly incandescent green eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hidden behind her iconic Ray-Bon or Wayfair sunglasses on her perfectly flawless nose, her attractively well-proportioned, slim, trim, toad body built for sin was encased in a form-fitting, shimmering, silver and bent black mantra and sequin dress with a 
cut of it slipped to her thigh designed by Stella McCartney and bent like Jimmy Choo stilettos. They stopped for a second, taking in the orb throughout the arena and posed models on a catwalk. The audience throughout the arena wildly begins going into a feeding frenzy and starts clicking away with their cameras and cell phones like the paparazzi during a Hollywood premiere for the handsome half-breed Shadow Love and his sweet and lovely Miyamoto. She leads the way down the aisle with flirty, seductive confidence as he follows with a few steps behind her, enjoying their way to the squared circle. And oh, wait, I forgot we're only halfway done. Fucking hell. <laughs> and making his way down the aisle, being accompanied to the <laughs> ring of the fashionista sensei, no. Miss Miyamoto, from border to border and coast to coast, representing the extended innermost and outermost workings of the world. <laughs> City at a time, standing 6'3 and weighing in at 235 pounds, here is the handsome half-breed, Xiao Love. He slides into the... <laughs> <laughs> he, Why? he slides into the squared circle like, well, like the slithering snake in that he is, while showing just how <laughs> mockingly proud he really is to be appearing in action wrestling. His sweet and lovely Miyamoto with Bushido cat-like precision walks up the ringside stiff with flirty and seductive confidence and enters the squared circle through the second rope in a very high, provocative fashion. Brought by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band starts to play on the Bose product placement, sound touch product placement, indoor, outdoor, surround sound system throughout the arena. As in the middle of the squared circle and runs his fingers through his classically masculine and modern must razor texture, choppy finish, dark brown hair, making his hair perfect, and in super slow motion raises his arms up and straight out to his sides and bows his head as if being crucified on a cross. And on the third day, Jesus wept. She exudes the fantastic supermodel energy as she walks with a stiff, erect, and apparently arrogant and conceited strut around the standing ovation from the audience throughout the arena. She lowers her iconic Ray-Bon Wayfair sunglasses down her perfectly flawless nose on her angelic-looking face, showing off her intoxicatingly incandescent almond-shaped green eyes, nodding her approval at such a magnificent specimen, while tabled up copy of the Wall Street Journal in the palm of her hand. <laughs> she seems to be mysteriously conjuring up a mystical spell over him just by mere presence as she takes her proper place against his muscular body and moving very never turning her head or revealing any kind of expression that gives the viewing audience at home a clue as to her innermost thoughts of the exception of a very sharp and penetrating especially delicious malevolent and pleasurable mischievously smile coming from her very luscious and very alluring lips while caressing his muscular chest with her fingers. He raises his head with a classically masculine modern must razor textured choppy finished dark brown hair in slow motion and shows off to Shizzle Fighter's face and stares out in the crowd throughout the arena with an ice cold stare which radiates from his sparkling blue eyes. A malevolent, tight, wolfish, whiplash smile appears on his lips showing off perfectly white, even teeth in a 
I believe that I need the introduction. That's why they call me the new face of the franchise, the whole effing show, the new Mr. Last Action Hero of Wrestling, or whatever new expletive that Action Wrestling wants to put in front of my name, Whiplash Smile, that just charms the hell out of everyone in this organization. Flamboyant Statistic Supermodel Deus Ex Machina shit-eating grin as he strips off his newly fresh and crisp custom-made Calvin Klein stark liquid white leather trench coat with Frangel Dancer. His sweet and lovely Miyamoto raises her iconic Ray-Bon Wayfair sunglasses off her perfectly flawless nose on her angelic-looking face while fighting her intoxicatingly incandescent almond-shaped green eyes with her middle finger. The audience throughout the arena, cool, calm, and collectively seem to end their fiend frenzy all at once as they listen their cameras and cell phones like the paparazzi during a Hollywood premiere for the handsome half-breed Shadow Love and his sweet and lovely Miyamoto as they get down to business of enjoying the show. And with Bushido cat-like precision, she exits the square circle throughout the second row and walks down the ringside steps with flirty, seductive confidence in a very highly provocative fashion. A couple of salty-looking Japanese dudes, twin bodyguards named Kiyodai and Shate, both sporting jet-back, crew-cut hair, sunglasses, custom-made black Joanne business suits, appear out of nowhere to stand in a very on-guard, very protective, and ever-vigilant attack formation behind her as she looks on, on the outside of the school. Alright, let, let me put this in the well. <laughs> uh, I had time to go check on go to and grab a drink. Before yeah. I had time to have a lengthy discussion with his mother about his midterm grade, <laughs> Wade had time to hit that week. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I smoke, we all need to let the flames burn like George Bush. <sighs> but it had to happen sometime. Entrance reading. So if we get it out of the way on the second podcast, you know, because the first podcast, the first go. podcast was the Frank took the sacrifice. Shadow of Simpsons gets more screen time than half the roster. <laughs> you know he had to do it to us. Mm. Yeah. Love to see it. Got to find when when Frank started reading. Put it as like a timestamp in the thread. Like, if you don't want to listen to Shadow of Simpsons, <laughs> skip it. And we go from uh, we go from one great entrance to another. In a world filled with subpar acts who wished upon a star to be king, one man outshined the rest with his sheer talent. That man is the director of action wrestling. He is your longest reigning U.S. champion in AW history, Thaddeus Franklin King, baby! The baby that wasn't originally in there. It's canon now, motherfucker. So, yes. So, Shia Love wins the match, and it's great. Moving on, back from commercial. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay, so, <laughs> real talk. Um, so, uh, Tia some moves on Chris. Chris kicks Tia out of the ring, and out of nowhere, Shadow Love rolls Chris up from behind to get the win. And I think Billy sums up this very nicely, where he says, Whoa, Shadow Love is victorious, but... <laughs> oh... Sorry, it's just oh, that shadow love sexiness coming through. <laughs> shadow love allergies. Oh, I'm allergic to dyes <laughs> and razor textured hair. I'm allergic to salty looking Japanese dudes. <laughs> shadow love is victorious, but what a fantastic match. There's no loser here. Stupid sexy Chris... shadow love. <laughs> yes, Chris was just rolled up. 
And then back from commercial, TFK is still in the ring, the mic, and he lays down the gauntlet. The gauntlet? <laughs> yeah, the gauntlet. He challenges the big the man. Infinity gauntlet? Yes. So he challenges Odin here. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Unfortunately, yeah. Odin, Odin does not accept the challenge right away, but it's all good. A week. Got a few weeks. Uh, I'm very excited. TFK versus Odin is money. Bitch. Imagine being a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being rejected for your open. <laughs> Imagine right. living in a society. Society ethically rise up. Imagine being. <laughs> uh, imagine being edgy boys. <laughs> so we get more. We get the same two gifts from earlier, but we also get game over. Click to continue, and just the text next week. I clicked it, and nothing's happening. Now. Now, okay, so oh, is this, question: Is this a, is this the Kyle Cameron rebrand? <sighs> James, why you win everything? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't know who this is. Do we have any? I have the idea that it's Gemini Battle being thrown around. Uh, um, it's Jace. It's Jace coming. Jace coming back from not being it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We will see who it is next week. We get a Jace Wild segment. This is really, really good, because Jace comes Jace, out. He's, Jace, Jace, Jace. He starts doing face stuff. I appreciate the love, guys, but it's kind of hard to address recent events if y'all keep drowning me out. <laughs> God, such that is such cheap heat. I love it. Uh, Hey, I'm going to suck Lee's dick for a little bit here. I'm going to suck Lee's dick here for a little bit. Despite his recent losing, Ryan Lockhart, Jesus opened up an incomparable level of athleticism that has only drawn the fans to his side. Can I speak to your manager? (laughs) That's that's the voice I'm going to fucking hear Jace in for the rest of my life now. Jace World. Jace World. Mm. I still see shadows in my room. So basically, all he does is he starts putting over the champion. He says, my boy QDT re- retained the 201 title and had one hell of a showing despite the f- title earlier tonight because of bullshit shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's no so, way... I should have read the show out, though. He didn't yeah. get <laughs> I know that there's no way that Jace could have known that that was going to happen, but this is just really funny. <laughs> Claire Hawkins. Oh, that annoying piece of monkey for shit. <laughs> monkey for shit. <laughs> and he says, no, my path to Evolution 2 is in fact a championship match. Wait, huh? I don't know what... Is he confused? <laughs> At Havoc, Torture and Kamiya revealed a new title that has legitimately has my brand written over it. Action Wrestling's newest and most prestigious belt, the Hardcore Championship. For those at home who haven't been paying attention over the last decade, I revolutionized stream lifestyle by fusing it with aerial innovation. I put my heart, mind, and body and soul on the line in every match the way only I truly can. So it makes that I would be a primary entrant into the hardcore title match at Evolution 2. In fact, I know this isn't exactly protocol, but fuck it. 
after everything I've done in this business. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you're going second puberty in the middle of a promo. <laughs> but fuck it, after everything I've done in this business and my recent showings against Ryan Lockhart, I am officially declaring myself a member of whatever match torturing Kamiya have in mind for the Hardcore Championship match at Evolution 2. Chris Avery, I'm so lost. He needs to be checked for... <laughs> How did AW officials clear this man? Can we please refer to this uh, podcast as the segment reading cast? <laughs> when you post it up. Yes. <laughs> yes, we can. But these segment are reading concussion cast. <laughs> uh, maybe just cut. But but these segments later. Yeah, but segments are really good, and that's how we did it back in the day. You fucks. Shut up. I yeah, will fuck them. They're lame. This is the pride cast. All right. <laughs> And then he goes on and on about... (laughs) Burning Hammer. Burning Hammer. Yeah, because he starts dissing WCF and Corey Black, saying with WCF's imminent closure, Black has found himself losing the only temple that gave him relevance. (laughs) Burial cast again. And then Corey Black shows up to give him a burning hammer, and then Corey Black says, "Already talked to Kamiya. I'll see you at Evolution." So Chase goes on for three paragraphs about how he's going to set up. He's going to be in the match at Evolution, and Corey Black shows up and one sentence is like, "Lol, nope." <laughs> all that, all that for uh, getting the shit kicked out of Corey Black. Uh, <laughs> picture Thanos meme. I really, I really like how Corey Black went through the chain of command. <laughs> yeah, that's how a professional does it. See, Corey Black, yeah. there's a difference between Jason Watts and Corey Black. Corey Black has been in this business for over 20 years. He knows how the chain of command... He's paid his dues, man. <laughs> He's I like how paid his dues. <laughs> I like how with everyone else, it's fucking like, like Talon Hansen's yelling at fucking management. It's Dandy and Keith Grove yelling at management. And Corey Black's just like, oh yeah, already talked to Camilla. Calm as shit. She uh, said, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Corey Black's new gimmick. Corey Black's new new gimmick shows up in your room. It's mom, mom said it's my turn on the Xbox. <laughs> Corey Black's new gimmick is just fucking Thanos. Black Corey Black, if you're listening, change your pick base to fucking Thanos. Yeah. Who kid purple skin doesn't exist in real life? It's 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 for the meme. Just be a twenty foot tall purple dildo. Just like Josh Brolin. Just. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, he's here. He's here. It's, it's me. It's it's me. It's 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 me. me. It's FPV. (laughs) You, shut up. I'm going to start, I'm going to start saying it now. Yo, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice entrance. Thank you. It's prestigious. There's no suplex. (laughs) So tell us about FPV's coffee business. So, uh, <laughs> back in the day, FPV and Logan were as a thing. Disgusting, I know, but as part of our stable, as part of our stable, I had FPV open up a nightclub called the TOT Nightclub. And then after he left, after he left the TOT, that nightclub went into disarray, and so FPV bought it up again and rebranded it as a. And in the interim, since I stopped doing Fed stuff, I had FPV in the span of a year build his 
coffee shop into a coffee franchise rivaling that of Starbucks. Because I can. Because <laughs> this is e-fighting. Who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah what a re- business survive. Seriously. I am really good at business. Yeah. I, yeah. Can we just point so, out how inaccurate this segment is, though? I got the wait to do 201 and get a little payback from QDT for that rumble. QDT isn't the champ. Obviously, you didn't read the show. <laughs> you useless piece of shit. I completely forgot. <laughs> you were, you know, <laughs> that just shows you how much QDT losing the title threw everyone off. Because everyone's <laughs> segments are accurate now. Yeah. Every, everyone's mentioned everyone. Mostly. Most yeah. people. Yeah. Also, I name dropped Ryan Lockhart in the segment. I'm coming for you, Lee. I'm going to kill you. usually doesn't care about irrelevant people, so... Oh. I think you. Oh, <laughs> God. Burial cast over here. <laughs> but then I should start going over names. Is this basically you sucking your own dick talking about how you can win every belt? Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. that being nice. said... Nice I need... promo. Yeah, nice promo. But then I'm like, nah... I could use a lot of promising up and comer and toss them around. Actual booze. They don't like burials. <laughs> or I could call out Wade or Spencer. That's not good enough for me. And then I just say, I need a legend. I need Roy Speed. And then Roy Speed doesn't show up. Roy Speed. It's just a week of like no one coming out to like accept challenges. <laughs> the call outs are. Or TFK. Climax ruined. Or FPV. It's all the acronyms getting fucked. Yeah, it's all fucked. TFK, FPV, QDT. Have a real name. Yeah. <laughs> Have a real, a real name. That's my legal birth name. <laughs> Fuck you. FPV. Just not his ass. Sounds like depressing. a disease or something. <laughs> A, B, C, 1, 2, 3, Spencer Adams and Kyle Kent versus Lincoln Cuckley. <laughs> Lincoln Cuckley? Yeah. I was trying to how you say that last name. I said it too fast and I hooked it up, but I'm glad with the way I mispronounced it, so I don't care. FPV honorary member of guests. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Fucking Cuckley. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the story, the story, the storyline here is that Lee and Holmes don't like working together. Holmes fucking bounces. Yeah. Jeez. And then Spencer Adams and Kyle Kemp win pretty easily. And Wait, it... Billy. Very nice suplex. <laughs> v nice suplex. Uh, so, uh, so Lincoln loses, and then as Kemp and Spencer leave the ring, Lincoln is just alone with the crowd chanting, you suck to him over and over again. He starts having a mental breakdown and just crowd pops, starts giving him not a chance, and then he leaves. God, rest in spaghetti. Never forget. Your lies, Lincoln, pepperoni and cheese. Now, I know the reason that Lincoln left, according to Tort in the AW chat, is that he had some real life shit to tell. So, uh, hope you come back soon, Link. I never saw you in action, but I hope to someday. Lincoln's right. Yeah. Oh boy! And then we get the last segment of the night—a contract signing. Tortures in the a ring. Contract signing. <laughs> yeah. 
Torts in the ring, yucking it up. Oh, yeah, we're going to sign Michael Lex to a AW contract. Three years, six figures, all that good shit. Michael X comes out. Torture, but he sounds like Bernie Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't know that torture was Jewish and helping college students. (laughs) Yeah, that's the uh, real twist. Torture's been an East Coast Jew all along. Wow. That's torture on the nose. What are you talking about? And then some fuckboy comes out. Who gives a shit? It's Ryan Lockhart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, Ryan, you come out, and you just start Michael X. You say, (laughs) Michael X, let me be the first to welcome you to Action Wrestling, where you're, how do I put this, a very small fish in a very big pond. I have no question in my mind. I have no doubts about what I'm going to do to you at Evolution 2. Listen, Mikey, don't blame me for what happens next if you sign that contract. (laughs) Super kick. The only line I wrote in that entire... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow. You contributed one line. You are an excellent wow. world champion. Wow. Uh, I'll be riding the next one. Good, you I better. Promise. You better. Next segment. All right. And the idea behind this segment is, um, yes, yeah, so Burial? Mikey lays me out. No, no, no. <laughs> Mikey lays me out, and we're trying to... So Ryan Lockhart's this, like, fucking huge shit talk. He doesn't shut the fuck up. You'll tell by most of the promos I write and um, role plays and shit. So having Mikey be like straight up badass, you know, just standing there and he kicks the shit out of me. Like he doesn't need to say anything. That's the way to do it. But yeah, and, um, he signs the part of the segment. He signs the match for the championship match at Evolution, but doesn't sign the AW contract. Yeah. And Tort's like, what the fuck? I'm back. But 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 you but you didn't sign the AW contract. What's going on? And he's selling it too because uh, booked onto any of like the um, any matches like regular matches for the shows. Matches. I said in the earlier podcast how I wanted this to be a storyline, and I'm so happy that it is becoming a storyline because this is this is money. It's a great. It's a um, great main event storyline for Evolution. And we're going to develop it more the next few weeks as well. So. Was, well, that was Monday night's segment. I'm glad we could get through all that. Uh, do we want to do some quick predictions for... Oh, hold up. Bob posted a new post on the internet boards. Bobby Reese. Let me see who's it. I got hoes. Call it. The young Bobby hoes. All right. I'm just more hungry. Scott Slayer is a family-sized pizza from Pizza Hut, and I'm about to devour every slice of you. Does Pizza Hut do sizes? We guys are. Yes. <laughs> you know one size. One size, and that's all you fucking get. Oh, it's in response. <laughs> this is in response to Scott Slayer saying, "Did I make the steroid monster mad at Clash?" <laughs> Uh, okay, you know what? Fuck Michael Lett. Fuck Ryan Lockhart. I want Scott's solution. I told the card is um, flexible. So. Yes, he did. Yes, he fucking did. Alright, uh, do we want to make some quick predictions for the 13th edition of Clash? Um, There's more than 13 episodes of Clash. I, I, you know <laughs> what I meant, you fucking... Ugh. Uh, cruiserweight match. Daniel Westbrook versus Michael Trapson versus Derek Vaden. Thoughts? Vaden. 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 Yeah, Vaden the boy. 
no offense to Westbrook or Chapson, but I haven't seen either of you in action. But yeah. prove me wrong. Do an upset. Uh, yeah. Next up, <laughs> Harry Diderot versus Lizzie Hope in what I assume is the first of Harry Diderot's retirement tour match. Bigger than Corey Black retirement tour. Yeah. Honestly, I, I really, well, Harry Diderot I, is bigger than Corey Black, so like... Yes. Yeah. In terms exactly. of... He is a big... He's a hippo. Uh, I will say... I will say Lizzie, because yeah. I get the idea. I, I get that the... I get the feeling that the idea is that Diderot wants to put over a bunch of people on its way out so that the handler, Lester Parrish, can, like, put out a new character, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh... Yeah, so I'm I'm going to say Lizzie. Next up, we yeah. have a bit of news. The 201 and Fun Championship, 201 and Fun Championship, it is now the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, bish. Yeah, and, uh, Magic, yeah. Magic Maddox defending against Alexander Pasternak. <laughs> so, uh, Magic Maddox. Say, yeah. Magic I Maddox. Alex does really well and wins the Cruiserweight Championship. Alex Pasternak guy fucking dies in a car accident. I hate him. Big heels. <laughs> Yowie wowie. Yowie wowie. <laughs> Any other hot takes? Um, show up. <laughs> that's like that's a, that's that's like an old thing that happened in the like old edition of the podcast when I had Dion on a show, and he started going on a rant about people who know shit, saying, "You gotta show up, you gotta show up." <laughs> and then fucking Dion is the new king of no showing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was specifically in reference to zero tolerance, so. All of yeah. his anger was completely just. True, true, true. We who could forget homeless gate? Homeless gate. Uh, <laughs> anyways, next up we've got Ryan Elias Payton Jr. versus Nathaniel Bowman. It's gonna be Roger Payton Jr. We all know why it's gonna be Roger Payton Jr. Yeah. What? I, really Ryan Elias, I think Elias Ryan Elias dropped. Yeah, dropped some good shit though. Yeah, but good. but we all know who Roger Payton Jr. is, right? Yeah, but also, Ryan Elias dropped some good shit. All right, I'll take your word for it. I'll, 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 I'll still say Roger Payton Jr., but if Ryan Elias wins, they'll officially cast. Hardcore championship teaser. Wikipedia Man versus James Wolfe. Whoever wins Wikipedia gets... Man is the greatest gimmick ever. Yes, I read his gimmick earlier, and it's it's something. Whoever it's wins, Whoever wins this match gets added to the hardcore championship match. I'm going to say... James Wolf, probably. Yeah. Love me some Wikipedia Mang. Yeah. Even though he hasn't like done anything yet, I just love the the, idea the, the gimmick. <laughs> uh, we get a television championship match: Hazel Overton versus Claire Hawkins in a Havoc rematch. I'm gonna say Claire retains. Yeet. No particular Yeet. reason. They're both evenly matched, but I think that Claire is on the start of a good reign. Yes, he's on the hot street. Yes, the hot yeet. And next up, we got Scott Slayer versus L.A. Johnny Styles. It's gonna be Scott Slayer. It's Scott Slayer. Got him, uh, fucking Pippin. Yeah, it's gonna be Scott Slayer, and then Bobby Rage comes out and feasts on him. Yes, eat the meat. Bobby Rage's new gimmick, cannibalism. 
He fucking eats uh, Scott Slayer's lunch, like, literally. <laughs> His Arby's <laughs> lunch. Scott Slayer gets Arby's. Slayer gets Arby's to be more in line with the brand, and then Bobby Ray comes out and steals his lunch like a bully. <laughs> That's like Bobby Ray's just gonna be like, I'm not booked. I need to get my mate. I'm not supposed to get my mate if I'm not booked. Scott Slayer, this is my time. <laughs> he just fucking eats Scott Slayer's beef and cheddar. <laughs> Uh, no, Bobby Rage comes out and pins Johnny Styles before Scott Slayer Because <laughs> in his contract, if Bobby Rage doesn't pin someone, he doesn't get That is the biggest power imaginable. Alright, so my prediction is uh, Bobby Rage wins this match. Okay. <laughs> no, you, you think running a coffee empire in one year is unrealistic. I imagine that Bobby Rage's new gimmick is that he opens up a wildly successful chain of slaughterhouses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we've got Carly Nash versus Bishop. Nash. Yeah, yeah. Nash. Pretty. Uh, match of the night, we got Alex Richards versus Hajit. I think Can't Richards bet is about to Hajit. make some knees. Like all the knees. I'm going to say Hajit. Hajit is going to win. In re- real talk, though, Richards, welcome to yeah. AW. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, main event. This God, God damn it, this is a good main event. Casey Holiday versus Shadow Love. I am here for it. We are living. We stand. Yes, and as yeah. we stand, Shadow Love, I, I think Casey will win this one. Yeah. But I am waiting Look, for the... What's wrong, Shadow Love, you fuck? You, you sexy, sexy man. Yeah, Shadow Love. Shadow Love? Shadow Love? We need to Shadow destroy the... A, uh... It's like the plot of Metal Gear Solid 3. We need to destroy the Shadow Love. <laughs> uh, I think he has beating up Olin briefcase holders. Oh, oh, good to know. Oh, wait. Destroy. Hold on. Shut up. There's more Scott Slayer postings on the internet board. Hey, Eater. <laughs> You sound like a gay Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, my, dad, my singing voice was that bad. No, I'm going to give that post a like. <laughs> Guy, this is Feud of the Year. Fuck Kids Grow Feud of the Year right here. Fuck uh, Jace Black. Fuck Lockhart, uh, Mikey. Robert Anger and Scott Slayer. <laughs> Robert Anger? <laughs> Robert Anger. All right, well, that's the card. That's going to be a good card this week. I'm really excited. I want more Scott Slayer Bobby Rage, damn it. And I want it now. This is the content I want to see. All right, so questions. We've got a lot of questions. So this is not a question, but Kids Grove suggests... Yeah, because I asked for suggestions for, like, segments and shit we can do. If yes. we don't want to do, like, the regular format. Yeah, so what Kids Grove suggests is... Character workshop, someone submits their guide to the pod and they go through it with suggestions to improve the character. Not feedback on RPs and shit, that's what the art is for. But literally directions they can go or ways to improve the character. Who they should feud with, what works well, and what can be better. Who, amongst people that you've worked with, has had the most creative and fun ideas and why? Um, what a suggestion? I like it. It's a good suggestion. Yeah. Well, it'll take yeah. some time to implement because, like, we need to like, set that up and fight it ahead of time to, like, and, look yeah, at like, their character. read the character. Yeah. Actually, yeah and not just not just meme over everyone. <laughs> but, as for the question, let me think about that one. Uh, creative and fun ideas and why. All the 
people I've worked with. Like three people. God. It's time to to suck Wade's dick. (laughs) Nice. It it Wade. Love you. Let's see. I will will say uh, someone who got brought up in another thread somewhere, but I'll say Switch Fever. If any of you know who that is. Radio Silence. Yeah. I've heard the name a lot. Yeah, same. Uh, but I don't yeah, know. Switch Fever is one of the greats. Um, I could go on about him, but I probably will do it at another time, and I want to move on to more questions, because we've got a lot of questions. Alright, questions from Cutie Della Tora, and these are to Wade in particular. <clears throat> Wade, how do you feel of QDT? Ask me because he's a narcissist, LOL. I don't talk to narcissists. Well, you're talking to one right now, so... <laughs> I blew that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's actually been, like, sh- shockingly fun. Not, like, saying that in, like, a bad way, but, you know, how you always have plans, but then they go out the window, and then... Fucking Corey. <laughs> what up, bitch? <laughs> Shade. Um, no, but it's, uh... I don't know, it's been fun, because this caused me to, like, evolve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> um, you, you went from respected but an underrated undercard to slash marshal in WCF to an absolute monster as Wade, who quickly climbed to the top. What most contributed to this huge leap up the card? Um, I guess listening to feedback and <laughs> not being my own biggest critic. All right. Uh, tell us I like about character. Sorry. Um, when you jump from like different characters, you like you can also leap up in quality as well. Like I kind of had the same thing going. When, yeah. when, when when one switches characters, it's liable to not end up well because the it, the new character doesn't go anywhere. But for cases like you guys, it works pretty marvelously. So um, I think because a lot of like the early development is just like finding your voice and then you find it and it's a completely different character so you gotta yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta change it up a little bit about your wrestling training if you don't mind yeah i could honestly sit here and talk about that all day because um, in the introduction but you were actually training to be a real professional wrestler not yeah. in the efed sense a real yeah. hero a real Fucking, human he's being. a nerd like cory <laughs> oh i'm still a huge nerd <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it's been a lot of fun. Like, I've had to take some time off here recently because, yeah, was born. Babu. Is this uh, kid number three? Uh, <laughs> wow. The whole chill responsible. The real, the real dream daddy of AW right here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's right. That's where I came up with the nickname. <laughs> hey. Wait, but, my um, dream daddy. It, it, it. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling hurts. <laughs> I can imagine it hurts, but you're in like the boy Andre. I wish you nothing but the best of luck. The best of fuck. Nash to all of us. Hardest lesson you've learned in e-wrestling. And I have a good answer for this one right away. Most of the time, 95% of the time, People will not read your role plays who are not judging it. 
unless yeah. unless you go and ask them. Won't read your stuff. So do if you're doing any promotion, do it on the show in the form of a segment. <laughs> that will get people's attention. Because I'll I'll tell you this: the only role play this week that I read seriously fully. And I'm not even joking. Was what Bobby Raider? <laughs> I've been I've been trying to pick at least three promotes out and read them. I need to start Every, doing that, but it's it's hard it's hard to read. Those. And like, yeah. honestly, I don't know how anybody runs an EFED because I would not have time to read all this shit. Well, <laughs> when we get torn, if you ask him. But uh, any more lessons? Uh. Um, Plans can change in an instant. Don't get too married oh, to an idea, Lee. <laughs> wow. Buried. Um. um probably to um get invested in the result of something. Hmm. It hasn't happened as much recently, but this was more when like my first year doing it a couple of feds back. I used to get pretty invested in, um, like, when I lost and shit. Even in WCF, sometimes I'd be like, oh, this is kind of shit. So, I think, yeah, not worrying too much about yeah. losses. I mean, I don't, I don't, that's, that, that'd be like, mm. it's, it sucks when you lose. It's always going to suck, but. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, just over it by not giving a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so about anything. Hey, Wade, any from you? Um, I would say to work with people that may not be your friends because they might become your friends. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, well, well, Lockhart well, and I would have been even in Beach Crew if we didn't have that feud together. Cause... Yeah. Well, look at Dream Daddy Wade over here being holes nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best angle that you've seen in ETH wrestling. The one that comes to my mind was from WCF. It was the angle where Krobit Morris died. <laughs> <laughs> because it came out of nowhere, it was intense, it was brutal, and, like, literally everyone was talking about it when it happened. Mm. That was, yeah, that was yeah, and that's that's thanks to you because you were you were involved in all that. Yeah, it was like fucking guys. Yeah, he just kind of came to me and was like, "Hey, do you want to kill Crow?" And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then we just came up with the whole backstory, like our characters knew each other forever. Yeah. But I didn't even kill him. It was Bobby Cairo. Yeah, Bobby Cairo killed him. Pretty fucked, if you ask me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Any more angst? Uh, hard to top that one. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean that's that's the <laughs> that's some good shit. <laughs> you know, it's like Car- Carly Nash couldn't read. Was, yeah. Wow! Holy shit! Holy shit! I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, explain that one to me. Carly Nash just dead ass couldn't read. Yeah, she oh, came out as illiterate. 
That was she, literally canon. There should be like a series of like role plays yeah, on it, like reading of Carly or something. So what you're yeah. trying to what you're trying to tell me is that Carly and the AW version of Floyd Mayweather Jr. Fuck. I'll give Natural you happens. I'll give you fifty thousand dollars if you read one page from a Harry Potter book, Floyd. Fuck the ice challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll give another angle just to give another one, but and this one also involves death, but this involves baby death. Uh, Joey Flash oh. versus Dune Feud and WCF oh, yeah. world title. Oh, that was cool. That was intense. Ending end game. 30k roll. <laughs> oh my god. I want to, Just looking at that makes me want to shoot. I want to just shoot myself in the mouth looking at that. It becomes right. less um. Intimidating and more like cute when you realize it's like all their like um past like role plays and shit like yeah but together into one but yeah like... but, but when you first uh... yeah all right what type of things turn you off when reading RPs I'm specifically wondering about things that blemish an otherwise great RP such as bad formatting etc uh, for me yeah. it's when people put like one too many play that don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably is bad formatting. Like, even if the writing's great, I'm probably not going to read it. If also, col- also a lack of color yeah. coding. That's the yeah. big one. I know in the old WCF days, Flash and Howie used to like bury well. bury Stuart Slane because he didn't color code his RPs, and then Slane mm-hmm. took that and incorporated it into his role plays with the Hugh World Order. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yo, I that, yeah, Wade doesn't. Wade Boy doesn't have to. Exempt King. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to pretend that you didn't say that and just move on to the next question. <laughs> What's your approach to starting storylines with others? I don't have one because I called them out on the show. <laughs> yeah, like if... I get dragged into them. Well, you're the world yeah. champion. You're an exception to rule. I usually. I'm talking like even before. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, like, I just feel like dragged into them. Yeah, I'm just like, like incredibly uh, socially anxious and don't approach people. But like, so people approach me, and I'm like, oh hell yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> like I'm completely down to work with anybody, but like I don't approach people because it's weird. No, so, I, I got you. Um, if the story didn't organically start because of something that happened on a show, usually. I'll go to the, uh, someone in PM. Oh, I'm looking for people to feud with, want to do something, and then I'll just work it from there. It's really kind of that simple. Come to me. I know you and I had like a one month feud. Like, yeah, because shit little. Yeah, we had a one. We had a one month feud because you were the hardcore champion coming out of Ultimate Showdown, and I was the king of the death match. We had a hardcore title match at Revenge, and you beat me. Damn, get bodied full. <laughs> <laughs> Buried. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. It all sort of happens. Like, yeah. I don't really Things go just out of my of... way, which is probably a weakness, but it's also, like, a good thing in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you and I was put together by, like, Seth. Yeah. Uh, most underrated talents in AW. Which? It's the meme answer, but Bobby Rage. But I'll also say someone other than Bobby Rage. I'll say... Uh, and I don't want to say Shadow Love, because I don't think Shadow Love, I think we all rate Shadow Love about where he needs to be, which is top mm-hmm. tier. Mm-hmm. I'd say player, but, like, now, with the TV title, it's, like, less of a 
I feel yeah. like more people will take notice. Yeah. And it'll give her a chance to improve with the shoot and I stuff. Think, I think that's the good thing about AWs. There isn't really, like, an underrated member of the roster. Yeah, everyone like, gets yeah, like, shots. Yeah. You know who probably yeah, should... Gets, you know who probably needs more shots? Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, if yeah. Actually, Kyle Kemp. Yeah, Kyle Kemp is pretty underrated, and he needs he needs your stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, QDT. Those were some marvelous questions. Moving on to Derek Vade, who asked, "Have you ever had an idea for a character that you really love but just couldn't make work, i.e., not having enough material to keep it running too long?" Yeah. I'll yeah. say that as much as I loved Run Inchley, I just straight up ran out of ideas for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what sucks about creating like a really specific character. Is like once you move to that initial story, it's like, what do you do? Yeah, Yeah. like my uh, character. Like I probably could have kept going with that a little bit longer, but Mm. yeah, just some like glossed over ideas. Like I want to, I want to bring Kyle Cameron back, but like I struggle to figure out what capacity he would work in. The best idea is to just literally put him on the job board and have people destroy him every week. Kyle Cameron comes back, but he's buff shaggy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> impressive. <laughs> impressive. You made me use .01% of my power, you fucking <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, champion, Cameron. <laughs> For me, it was probably my UCI character. Um, I, I, didn't, I don't even remember what your UCI uh, character yeah, was. Yeah, no one does. Julian uh, fucking yeah. Mercury. Yeah, he was basically like a fucking assassin. Oh yeah, but who I was remember under the, that. Under the like veil of like a like a businessman. And I enjoyed like writing like role plays I did, but then I just realized that I didn't really have anything to write about the character, like with any ideas or like a plan for like how I was going to move him forward. So he kind of just died, and I lost motivation with him. So yeah, that's probably the character I liked writing, but I didn't really ever do it that much. Yeah. Probably, there's a lot for me, because... Oh, fucking week. Yeah. Fucking loser. Probably the most egregious one, in my opinion, would be the Riverdale's Most Wanted, the tag team I made a while back. I've Uh, never even heard of that. What is that? It wasn't um, that I didn't have ideas or anything. It was just... uh, It was... It was just... I made the characters, you know, wrote a couple of role plays. I'm like, hey, this is fun. And then I was like, wow, I, wow, e-fetting is fucking lame. I'm going to fall out of it for three months until uh, I get brought back in with uh, Beach Crew. Every time I think I'm gone, they pull me back in. Back in. <laughs> well, what I was most wanted is my proudest uh, pointing out of the handler behind it. Lol. Because <laughs> yeah. I fucking messaged him, like, pretty much. As soon as he started role-playing, he's like, nah, not me, fam. <laughs> Lol. And I was like, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because my, my dumbass did fucking theme titling, and uh, they were both, both role-plays are named after Explosions in the Sky songs, and one of them was the, <laughs> the first fucking song I ever showed Lee of theirs. And he's like, yeah. you cocksucker. <laughs> Getting called out. Wow, buried. Played himself. Well, thank you, Derek. Those that was a really great question. Um, moving on to Gravy, who has got a couple questions. Young Gravy. One frustrating thing to see in e wrestling is people that don't stick with their characters. We've all what seen. What up, bitch? 
<laughs> We've all seen the one story after character, likely because they're not happy either with the character itself or they don't like losing. Give some advice to this type of person to hopefully swing and stick to one to two characters in their e-wrestling career. So basically, give advice to James on how to properly e-fed. <laughs> no, um, nothing, nothing you say can help. I'm just uh, really flighty and basically have ADD when it comes to this shit. Yeah. Um, probably just come up with a plan for where you want the character to go and self in a story that will keep you motivated. Because yeah. I feel like when you have the added like responsibility of involving other... a story with another person yeah. who might be motivated as well to do it with you, then um, you're probably more likely... And maybe you'll get something out of the character that you enjoy and you'll want to keep writing it. Yeah, like, if you if you don't involve yourself with anyone or any feuds and your goal is simply get title matches, yeah, eventually you might be able to get title shots, but you're going to go nowhere and you're just going to keep spinning your wheels until you, like, get burnt out and frustrated. So, yeah, definitely involve yourself with the other people in the Fed. They're there for a reason and they're not there just so that you can win against them. They're here to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is, uh, best. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is more D&D and less Call of Duty, by the way. All right. Factions can make it easy for certain characters to be pushed into the background. If you find yourself in a faction and getting lost in the shuffle, what do you do to gain some of the spotlight without hurting the rest of the faction or pushing yourself into the position that you have to turn on slash leave the group? I have a good answer for this one. I think the biggest thing about getting into like a faction or like a group is you have to kind of and evolve your character. Like, if you're just in the faction and you're the same character that you've always been and there's really nothing new going on, then you're going to you're gonna get pushed to the back. You're not really going to get all the good mm-hmm. books that the rest of the stable gets. Or Like, here's an yeah. example. I'll give an example. Let's say Bobby Rage decides to be... And Bobby he, crew. Yes. And he just stays as Bobby Rage and nothing happens. But what if he became Bobby Rager and he starts to incorporate Beach Crew aesthetics into his character? Then he becomes a proper member of the Beach Crew. Exactly. But if he just, stays, think, if he just stays in a, if he just stays obsessed with meat and eating people, then he's just gonna be, he's just gonna go nowhere. Yeah, like yeah. he has some ocean meats and uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the force of Bobby Rage's personality is too strong that if Bobby Rage <laughs> made Beach Crew, it would be rebranded to Bobby Crew, and we'd all be imitating Bobby, not the other way around. Oh, shit. that is also very likely to happen. But that's such a that's such a Beach Crew idea. Yeah, Bobby oh. Crew. Yeah. Um, I feel like I got two examples for this one. Um, in my in WCF when I was Ethan King and I joined um, Everest, Sanchez and Singh. Obviously, that's like three like pretty high-level riders, but the thing is, those two had two already... Two and a half. And a half, yeah, <laughs> and a half. Yeah. Jesus. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Very fast. Buried. Uh, um, um, that's, the, that's the catchphrase for the podcast. Buried. Yes. But um, they... um had already, like, Singh was already in a world title feud at that point with Flash, and Sanchez was always in the So that I pushed to the back, not because those two were like, oh, no, fuck it, you're in. It was just that I had less going on. For example, um, with uh, Beach Crew, um, I think the concern 
for like Ford and stuff was, oh, you're going to have Ryan and Wade in the same stable. That's kind of concerning because they're both like main eventers, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them's going to have to sit back. But the thing is with um, Wade, he's involved himself with the other members, oh, well, with Pasenak in the group. And now he's doing the feud with QDT, which gives him something for evolution. So he's not, like, missing, yeah? Like, he's got something going on. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and it's going to matter. It's not just going to be we're just going week by week, like, beating people. Nothing's happening. Nothing's progressing. Like, something's always progressing. So, yeah, I think it's uh, just involving yourself in the story and, like, um, being a part of the stable and not just being, like, in the background. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't always have to be, like, gang-like. Because <laughs> yeah. Lord knows, yeah. I, I've seen enough, yeah, I've seen enough stable gangland violence in the WCF around 2016. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the year, the year of the stable wars. Coming off of that question, Rick. when is it bad for a character to agree to join a faction? I when they say, don't fit the gimmick. Yes, when they don't fit the gimmick, absolutely. But I'll also say, if they do fit the gimmick, but they already have single wins and title shots on it about without being a part of the stable, because I think at that point, if you're getting like single shots, I don't think you need a stable behind you. I think you're doing just fine on your own. I think also if like the role, there's like somebody who's already kind of covering your role in the stable. Yeah. So, for instance, if um. Let's say I asked to join Fight Smart back before I was, like, a world title contender. That would have been redundant because Kyle Kemp was already, like, in that spot. Mm-hmm. So we would have had two guys in the stable doing the exact same. Yeah. Which would have just... It would have harmed both me and him if that happened because that role's already filled by Kemp. So I think it also depends on, like, the um who the positions of everyone else in the stable, what they're doing. And then you compare that to your own character and say, does the gimmick fit? Will I have a play? Like, will I have something to do every week? That sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the coming hardcore division? I am excited as all shit for here for it. We have a lot of people on this roster, like Jace Wilds, if he wasn't feuding with Corey Black, who would be perfect for this division. So I can't wait to see what these people do with three 1k rps and response shoot should be some yeah, good response shit it's gonna be like obviously it's frowned upon in the one one roleplay matches but with yeah this, i think it'll be cool to see how people uh take down other arguments and stuff against them yeah yeah you get to, you get to call out their bad shoot yeah because like in, <laughs> yeah. in the hardcore division e-fighting literally becomes the bait club <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And uh, we got some questions. <laughs> Shut up, James. <laughs> I'm trying to transition to every question, and you sh- you choke with Mo Bamba. Go fuck yourself. Gravy has some questions specifically for Wade Moore. What is your biggest win in e-wrestling? Uh, 2018. <laughs> All right. I don't think he knows what that is. Yeah. I pay Slockhart and Spencer Adams for the world championship, and... I won, and it was awesome because we all put out fucking great work. Yeah, nice. And it was a big win. <laughs> Biggest loss, like 
Uh, war. It's oh. Wayne War. Back in oh. WCA. I lost to Jay Nomega. Jay Nomega. Oh, Jay Nomega. Oh, <laughs> Nomega. The Nomega man. But even when I lost, I won because, like, a week later, World Championship. Yeah, yeah you did. Like, because Jay left. Because yeah. everyone blew out of the Federation. Yeah. Uh, Where he belongs. <laughs> uh, biggest Ow. regret in e wrestling buried Jesus. Oh, and I could. Oh, dude. I got one. All right. The, uh, the tag team I ran in UCI with Damian Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't even know you did that. I did. He, okay, so he approached me and asked me if I wanted to work with him as Wade, but really DK and Wade as like a good fit together. So I offered Kaz instead, and I was like, I think these two characters would mesh pretty well. And so we had a tag team championship match, and I think I pumped out like a pretty solid promo for it, and he <laughs> met me, and he was like, bro, I don't think I'm going to be able to get anything up. And I was like, so I kind of like hustled him, and I was like, bro, you better get something up. <laughs> Bruh. And then threaten to take his lunch money if you if, threaten to take his lunch money if he doesn't post it. <laughs> Bro, it was kind of it was kind of cool because I mean we were working with the stash bros back before they were fucking weird. Lame. Yeah. And then back before half uh, of WCF was so fucking rape segments. <laughs> and then it was just like we did this whole cool segment where they were bringing out all their legends, stash family. And we were dressed up as the Cockquistadors, you know, we kind of, like, smuggled ourselves in. Nice. We, we did, like, a cool little fun segment with them. That, 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 that sounds like they, a pretty fun feud on paper. Yeah. And then it just kind of blew up, and then I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Damn. Whose RPs are you reading the most outside of yours, and why? Um, I don't think it's anybody I'm specifically reading the most of. Like, but like I said earlier, I usually pick out, like, three and read them. Just like three random ones. Or if it's short, I'll read through it. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, thank you, Gravy. Great questions, as always. We move on to the, the Harry Dieter who asks, Wade, gotta know what your favorite cookie is. Damn. Uh, I hope really this is just a thing. To the, <laughs> to the warm chocolate chip. Ooh, the warm chocolate chip. I love how Harry Diderot's signature still says, UCI TV champ, and it gonna die with me. (laughs) (laughs) Diderot. What a mensch. What a mensch. All right. Thank you, I just hope that's a thing that he'll just ask every guest what the favorite cookie is. Yes, I'm here for it. Uh, Thank you, Harry. We move on to Lizzie Hope, the girl. To Wade, as FPV suggested, will you actually have Wade drop 200 pounds to face QDT and avenge the breaking of the record you never spoke of? <laughs> Buried. I'll, ha- I'll have QDT game just to face it. <laughs> <laughs> so I when I block the think Wade is like 400 pounds. <laughs> or, <laughs> yo, we need to have a host. <laughs> we need to have the the Haas division, the 408 and overweight division. <laughs> Book it, Tor. Book it, Seth. Super heavyweight championship. Yeah. The gastro bypass championship. That reminds me. That reminds me of a gimmick I was going to make for 201 at some point. Now that I'm 201 champ as boss knock, I'm never going to do it. Uh, uh. But the whole gimmick was going to be like, 
someone who clearly was heavier than 201 pounds, but used, like, a rigged scale that said they were 200 pounds. And, they could, um, and then just kick the shit out of all the bitches. No, here's what you do. Just set it to kilograms so it says you weigh 200 kilograms. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, making the pick based like, fucking Roy Nelson or something. Oh, country boy Roy Nelson. I was, someone who's just clearly well over 200 pounds. I was, I was watching Achievement Hunter play the first UFC EA game, and they just picked Roy Nelson because they thought he was a cool guy. And then they actually get into the octagon with him, and they're like, holy fuck, this guy regret this choice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Roy Nelson a fucking beast, though. Dude, Roy Nelson that. is the... I love him. We need to get Roy Nelson on the broadcast. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Roy cast. Roy cast. All right, so... Roy so, Nelson, Roy Speed. What was your standout roleplay of the week? Uh, Kyle Camps, for me. Um, of last week? For this week. Well... The week that we're talking the about. Most recent, yeah, the most oh, recent. Okay, okay gotcha, gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah, for me it was Kyle Camps. His was really um, showing the effect of, like, not winning Havoc. Because obviously he'd been building up for a while that like this was where he was gonna make his mark, and then it was a disappointing outcome for him. And Kemp really does a good job of like selling results in his role plays and how it affects the character, which I really enjoy. And obviously this week it wasn't like a bunch of shoot. Like there was a little bit of shoot, but most Kemp's how he was feeling, and I like that because it's not an angle. People take all the time. Nice. Got real emotional again. Like, yeah. Anyone else? Big ocean boys. One second. Oh, I don't. Want, I don't. I don't want to just say Bobby Rage because he's something that I've read. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only role play I will ever read. Is that specific Bobby Rage role play until I die? I want to get a Bobby Rage on the Pride cast, but in all likelihood, it'll be at an hour after his mom tells him to go to bed. <laughs> Just kidding. Bobby Rage is the best. He's the goat. Goat. And I don't want him to rage slam me, so I want to get on his good side. He rage to make like a sneak attack, surprise out of nowhere, attack on FPV on a random clash, and just give him a rage slam. <laughs> <laughs> Over. That it doesn't lead to a feud. It doesn't lead to anything. It's just Bobby Ray's just randomly attacking FPV for no reason. And FPV, I'll, uh, I'll take it on the cheap from Bobby Rage. And FPV just like starts ducking Bobby Rage because he doesn't want to get Rage slammed again. Yeah. <laughs> oh boys, I'm back with my weed shit that I ordered. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, yeah. Alright, so, uh, moving on. If the roster gets really big, this will affect AW. Shorter matches. Yeah. Um, slash. Yeah. yeah, more matches, Probably. shorter matches. Which I don't really think is a bad thing as long as it still gets the story across. Yeah. I don't think we'll, we'll, they'll ever do a brand split. No. I don't think. I think it just makes things harder. Yeah. Um... I feel like we have enough better. titles to accommodate, like, a super big roster anyway. Yeah, we got a, we have, like, the perfect amount of titles right now, so... Yeah. I don't think it'll have too big of an effect on pretty... Like, they're really... It helps that there's two fed heads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeet. 
Who's circulate out? So yeah, people come and go as things happen. <laughs> Whose dick does Lizzie have to suck to get on some goddamn airtime on this thing? Um, mine. All of them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the whole gang. <laughs> All the Edge boys. Pridecast gangbang. <laughs> but uh, in all actuality, just uh, send any of the boys a PM and they'll relay it to the Pridecast Facebook chat and we'll see what we can do. We got a queue. Yeah, got a queue. Alright. <laughs> you people should PM my people. QDT would appreciate some dick sucking in his next RP. No teeth, please. <laughs> Q- the QDT blowjob ring yeah, is my thing. Hang it up with you. Yo, my oh. favorite, my favorite QDT thing is yeah. that thread, like that post with his avatar. <laughs> we grab something to open it with. Uh, I said you might respond. <laughs> from Corey Black, would you run WCF for two hundred dollars a month? Yeah. <laughs> no, but we will run the Pridecast for whatever you will donate to our uh, Pridecast Patreon feed. Pride Treon. Show two. <laughs> I'll, I'll run the Fed and no show two. Look. Yeah. Uh, Come on. Give me your money. I'm bothered that Corey Black is only That's at six. That. I'm bothered that Corey Black is only at sixty-eight posts. He needs one more post to be at the magic number. <laughs> He's being nice. <laughs> I'd run it for two hundred a month, but some extras, you know, like some extra stuff on the side. You yeah. you would need to get more money because we're converting U.S. dollars to Australian dollars, so you need like four hundred a month. Well, no. Well, no. Yeah. $200 in American money is like a million in Australian money. Just relax. Damn. Uh, 200. You know, we're converting this right now. It's 186. Oh. Bruce, with that? All right. Well, thank you for the fun question, Corey. Moving on to TFK, who asks, you boys have seen me as Kevin Bishop and TFK. Any thoughts on the two? Are they different enough? And will I find success with TFK as much as I did as Bish? I think you've already found a lot of success as yeah. TFK. Yeah, I, I did. I, I personally love the TFK gimmick. I think it's primo E-Fed. Yeah, that shit has, that shit has legs. For uh, it, you, you, can, just... you can go places with that gimmick. Like, TFK yeah. needs to be in like the world title scene. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think if it you go... going to be. I think if you go through with the Odin match, then it'll that'll put that'll put you over the hill and into the world title territory. Yeah, yeah. As it stands now, you're it was already, already right there. Yeah, yeah. As, as it stands now, you're already the longest reigning U.S. champion. So, yeah, it's just it's just timing at this point. Yeah. And that's the differences between the two. Yeah, there's heaps of <laughs> it's very different gimmicks. What the fuck was that? Polar opposite gimmicks for sure. Yeah. All right, we're just going to ignore that noise. Thank you for the first question, TFK. We'll see you later. Going on to... Oh, yeah, that was me. Sorry. uh, I was going through Facebook for my phone real quick, and that uh, hamster video popped up with the sound. Boy. Anyways, on to Carly Nash. What advice do you have for newbies for the e-fighting world? Read. Yes, read. Write. Uh, don't be like James. Commit to ideas. Don't be flighty. Yeah, take advice. Yeah, don't take advice. Yeah, take advice. Take feedback. Don't be afraid to lose. Very few people are like flat yeah. end up getting like undefeated streaks. Most people were, are going to lose a few matches every now and again. Yeah. So just run with it. And don't don't get don't get too mad. Like, 
looks a little bit mad, but don't overblow it. Yeah. Carve, carve out your spot. Yes. Also, talk with people. Set up feuds and angles. Don't just go for mindless victories every week. Talk to the Fed head. Especially Torture and Gravedigger. They're really great Fed heads to talk with. <laughs> yeah, they always have ideas. Yeah, if you have no idea where to go with your character, like, message Tort on Facebook and he'll give you, like, a good ideas, like, a good list of ideas that you can choose from. Uh, let's see. Thank you for that question, Carl. Uh, Shadow Love, the boy. For way... Our own for personal way, Jesus. Arsenal, Jesus. Hey, Shadow cast. For Wade and maybe Ryan and Alex. Wow, thanks, Shaola, for not even... <laughs> so, beach crew questions. Yeah, bitch. beach crew questions. Uh, when I first saw a beach crew of Moore, Rabbit, Holmes, Aquarius, Kemp, and Beaver, I'm amazed to see how perfect your chemistry was with each other as a super stable of sorts. Beach crew of the Four Horsemen, DX, and the NWO. So, whose idea was it to form the original version of Beach Crew? I think the original concept came from... I think it was Holmes. Jared. Yeah, that was Holmes, wasn't it? Because that's his whole like aesthetic is vaporwave, sea punk nonsense. And uh, <laughs> who who played Hunter up the craft? That was Dale. Yeah, that's Dale. Yeah, so yeah it was Dale. Jared and Dale that came up with like the original comic. He approached me about joining, and that's when I came up with the idea with Wade. And he was like a completely different character than what he turned out yeah. to be. <laughs> By the way, I threw my computer and I found some old episodes of the Flash uh, Howie WCF podcast. The one episode that I have on my computer is the first episode of Beach Crew where Wade Moore got reviewed as part of their new roster like reviews. I was like, mm. God, this is a blast from the past. That is after 20 minutes of discussing grime drama. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, just a little flashback. How did you come up with the Arena Beach crew? Um, really, it was just us bouncing like the stupidest ideas off each other, <laughs> and like, and it, it's weird how integrated they became into the Federation at the time too. Because like, I think I just randomly quipped one day. I was like, "What if we had like a fucking alien manager? Like, it was just like somebody in an alien suit, and they turned into." Hacksaw Jim Thugger, <laughs> who, like, is one of the biggest villains. President, <laughs> like, everyone's role plays. Yeah. It, it was just, like, little stupid ideas like that that, like, blossomed into... The way that Jared writes Jim Thuggin is the creepiest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, damn. Uh, did you ever imagine how iconic that beach crew would be in E-Fetting? Like, at first, no. I thought we were just doing something, like, dumb to, like, pass the time. And then I think we were about, like, a month or two in, and we were just like, this is, like, really special. <laughs> yeah. I think that was, like, it was right after war. Mm. Things got, like, really big, and we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. What made you decide to form this incarnation of Beach Crew with Wade, Jared, Ryan, and Alex here in AW? We were both on a break. Yeah. Um, like, in character, like, we both got suspended. Yeah, because we were both busy outside of yeah. setting. Because like you were starting your... Yeah, and I was doing my final exams. So, we were both storied. And 
during the feud, the two would kind of develop like a uh, like kind of like a respect thing. Interaction. Like, hell, baby face. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, oh, what if we? I think Wade hit me up, and we kind of thought of the idea of we were both angry, or the characters were both angry at like managing shit. I and. I, I, I can't continue. I just love his next question that he asks. But continue. <laughs> I was um, just breezing through it too. Um, and then, well, we're obviously going to bring um into it because he's like a critical part of like making the make work and stuff. Yeah, the yellow, then, the yellow king. And then we're kind of like, huh? We we kind of need like a third because Jared was going to be the manager, obviously. Well, like, uh, who do we get for a third? Like, who who, who fits? <laughs> and then we, we kind of just like went for. We both kind of just thought Corey would be like the best fit. And since me and Wade like are pretty like active stuff in terms of role playing and like coming up every week, we're like we sold it to Corey as look. You only need to role play like a couple times, like maybe a month, maybe like oh, maybe man. just once a month. We really had like, to sell it. Like, Damn. Like, literally what I had like, like 1500 words, maybe. Barry. <laughs> and then, like, he ended up, like, being in the running for, like, the tag titles and stuff, so he only had to do 2K as well. He didn't even have to do 4K. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Excellent but, shit. But, yeah, so it was a it was a pretty cool process getting to restart, especially since Corey and I hadn't been in any of the past iterations and stuff. And plus, like, I didn't have much interactions with, like, Wade, for example, until we until action wrestling like we knew of each other and stuff but we weren't like friends until like aw really it's been cool and since shadow has been linked to super stables like the original version of the guardians kevin bishop's the brother who had just a syndicate in the past and is the perfect character to join every super staple known to man when will beach crew hashtag smarten up and kick your weak ass (laughs) drummer alex pasternak out of the band in favor of shadow love pounding on the hashtag drums lol i'd be completely okay with this (laughs) straight up like as soon as this podcast ends we're changing a stable entry Shadow Love is now in Beach Crew. Shadow Crew. Shadow Love becomes Shadow Fuck, sitting casual sex with he everyone. Has to, he has to write all of our entrances, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's my half, half of Clash is just Beach Crew entrances under the guise of Shadow oh. Love. We're getting over. We did it, boys. <laughs> we getting over. We did it, boys. Uh... Will uh, there ever be an official Pride reunion with Eddie Felton down the road outside of these Pride casts? No. Probably not. <laughs> I figured that would be the answer. Because um, I know that you don't like Eddie Felt, James. I, I really don't. I really didn't like the character. <laughs> and my course with him. Like, yeah. I was considering bringing him here to AW, but I kind of just ran out of gas with him and didn't really have a good time anymore towards the end of my run at WCF, so yeah, pro- probably not. Should Sam Kidsgrove, TFK, and Shadowlove form the Hollywood Elite Stable in AW? Now that... That's no, a pre- because Shadowlove is joining Beach Crew. Yeah. Yes, but, but, putting, but hypothetically, this could be, <laughs> that, that could be a pretty good stable, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I would mark out for it. Yeah. It's a, it's a gimmick. You can just be like... Yeah. The fucking production team. Yeah. Have have TFK direct every single role play. 
like you're beating the shit out of people and TFK is just like great great cut <laughs> and TFK is like harder harder you're not hitting him hard enough <laughs> make him feel the pain <laughs> sell the pain uh, what are you characters on the current AW roster should form a stable together I think I'm of the opinion that there should never be too many stables at a given point. This just may, may just be my experience from 2016 WCF rearing its ugly head, but like... <laughs> like well, to be I, fair, I think we only have like two. Yeah, right and now... And the other one is... Like, it was like a... Well, in WCF, there was like a quarter of the roster that was... Yeah, yeah you had Beach Crew, Pantheon, Brother, DRG, First... DRG... Had like no guardians were never really in WCF. No, no guardians was, was UCI. Oh, uh, Revolution, Revolution. Yeah, Revolution. Yeah. yeah, that's like six staples. That's way too many staples. Crazy. Yeah, like and DRG Wasn't made up like sixty like percent of, of the roster. House, house of, of Ophelia. Yeah, House of Ophelia. Yeah. With uh, uh, fucking God, what was what was the Hail. fucker? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Too many stables is too many stables spoils the broth. (laughs) Too many groups. Too many. many I think uh, not a stable, but a tag team. FPV and Bobby Rage, and Bobby Rage is like, "What's this coffee shit? We aren't here for coffee. We're here for meat." (laughs) Bobby Rage is uh, FPV's bodyguard. Hey, hey, I'm a businessman now. I've got to protect myself. Yeah, exactly. In the span of a year. All right, well, thank you, Shadow Love. Those are some great questions. Right, moving on to Kennedy Matthews. If you were Torture or Digger, how would you handle the hardcore title? Um. Uh. I mean. I think the people you put in the matches are really going to be important for this kind of belt, yes. especially since it's a item will make the belt more than Soys will obviously make it as well. But I think you need people who are going to uh, go hard give in for the gimmick behind the belt, the roleplay rules and stuff. Yeah, like back in WCF when you had fucking Andre Holmes and like Odin like dropping crazy roleplays. Uh, like, unfortunately, Wade has to leave for the night but thank you for showing up wade it's been a blast and we hope to see you again soon yeah thanks for having me guys love you wade good night and goodbye good night. bye guys see ya bye all right uh when do you think casey will cash in i think she will cash in for the evolution 2 main event just to spoil michael x's fun because michael x will win the title rest assured I know about that one, buddy. But um, we'll see. Who are you calling? Um, who are you calling, buddy, pal? You're the... <laughs> who are you calling, pal? All right. Guy. All right, chief. No. Who are you calling, chief? Dickwad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if she wants to pull like the face move, probably like do the cat up. Yeah. Or maybe the middle of the match. Maybe she. I feel like evolution is like the biggest like stay to do it but who knows maybe she'll surprise and like steal uh Lockhart's main event who knows yeah make make it all about her uh evolution card predictions other than what's already been announced so far uh, did we do that last week I think we did do it I, we did 
I think we do. And do we want to? Also, uh, the question. Thread up. I th- thank you for the questions, Kennedy. So Scott Slayer comes up with a question: Evolution two card predictions. <laughs> yeah, I think QDT. Yeah. That um, he's got his opinions on like his likely matches and like the confirmed matches, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So right now we've got yeah, Lockhart as Mikey, uh, Dandy and Kids Grove, the the tag match, um, Estrella and Lizzybus, Kennedy and her mystery partner Wads Black, um. I think he likely just go Daddy's Fred. He's kind of what we think will yeah, probably happen. Yeah, so there's the confirmed is like tag match. Um, likely Odin, Odin, yeah. TFK, FPV, and Speed. More in QDT and Slayer and Rage. Uh, and then a bunch of random guesses. Honestly, yeah, cop out. Uh, go check uh, his likely section, and that's yes. our prediction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are like pretty much going to happen. Uh, big question from Grave who asks I forgot one more gem I'm assuming the whole Patreon thing is a joke no it's not it's real but if you got if you guys (laughs) (laughs) you ruined the fucking bit god if you guys were to do a Patreon what would be the different levels for a podcast Patreon I'd be interested for entertainment's sake to hear so before the podcast yes me and Wade went through the trouble of making the tier list, you guys showed up. So, $5 is obviously the monthly burial, like we originally stated. Yeah. $10, we'll review your character and give feedback, but instead we just talk about fast food chains, mostly Popeyes and Arby's. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. $20. $20. Access to the after show where we heavily flirt with our listeners, age in ASMR, and bury people behind their backs. <laughs> That's the cut content. <laughs> because controversy creates cash. Yes. Forty dollars. Guests on the podcast, friends of the podcast who are invited on or f- for free, take precedence though. <laughs> Fifty dollars a month gets you a free churro. <laughs> it's really free though. <laughs> and for sixty dollars for sixty dollars we just become a YouTube drama podcast. Yes. So what up guys? It's Killer Keemstar here. Let's get right into news. <laughs> also, for this for if we become the YouTube drama podcast, we talk exclusively and nothing else. <laughs> So that's the tears. So sign up today for our totally <laughs> real Patreon. <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash uh, Pridecast. All right. Uh, thank you for that, Gravy. Next up, we got Jace Wilds, the boy, who asked, who will be taking all the wins at Evolution 2 and why will it be Jace Wilds? Well, here's the thing. Jace Wilds has uh, the fatal flaw of <laughs> Not rushing. Not Black. Brushing Corey Black to the end. Also, Jace Wilds has the flaw of just going into a ring and demanding he be booked in a match. Corey Black comes in with a burst. Yeah, I already went to Chameleon. She said, it's fine. We got our match at Evolution. But on a serious note, I think I think Holiday is probably going to walk out pretty big from Evolution. Just because she has so much power in that all-in briefcase. Hmm. Yeah, you if everyone is really just in a mask, does this mean that Jace is currently holding every title and accolade in AEW? Yeah. Shit, shit, I think, yeah, I think that does make literally every champion in AEW. Mr. Every Belt. 
Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Wilde's Mr. Every Belt. Who, who, who's Jason Chase, Price? Who's Chase Jason Price? Chase Price. <sighs> Why do you hate me, Frankie? I thought we had something special. Listen, Jace, if you want to get on the podcast, join the crew, suck my dick like everyone else, and I'll think about putting you on. Donate $40 to our Patreon feed every month, and you might get a, ch- a shot at getting on the podcast. Yeah, bitch. Uh, thank you for that, Jason. 50 and you get a free churro. Yes. Ah, Dion, here to ask, as someone who frequently runs into writer's block, whether it's for character development or for shoot, I find it difficult to make a lasting return slash impact. What are ways to help burst through that writer's block, I'm sorry, waiter's block, for both for character development and shoots? Far be it for me to make the suggestion, but just write words. Yeah, just write words, and if you don't like what you write, but you might come up with some, like, good insight that even you didn't think about. Writing's easy. I'm just lazy as shit. What's your excuse? Also, um, personally, I think that the whole uh, mystery man angle with returns kind of is, like, I feel like such a hypocrite for saying this, but, like, I'm not a big fan of it anymore. Do Michael X did, but post a role play or a, a roster Drop entry. Yeah, just drop your nuts all over the thing. Like, yo, what's up? Suck it. For writing. Um, I think maybe a thing you could do. Maybe go read someone's RP that you, like, really, really like in terms of writing. And see what they do and see if you can, like, kind of low-key steal something from them in terms of, like, style or speech or whatever. Don't like that. That's not what I'm telling you to do, but... Plagiarize them, bitch. Don't be a coward. Shot. <clears throat> Slide into people's DMs. Send unsolicited dick pics. Shut Shoot a fat fuck- down. Shoot your fucking shot. Uh, post post someone else's roleplay on fucking Turnitin. <laughs> um... Corey, uh, I, can you come to my office? I just want to talk to you. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I asked you to write an essay about the Civil War, and uh... hey, this is just a bunch of rambling from a, this is a bunch of rambling from a guy named Thomas. How Confederate monuments are good, actually. Uh, what is the deal here? Uh, I, this is not a creative writing class. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, James. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I'm dead. Um, what are your opinions on shooting for the sake of fuck the guy in the match or the build-up? I just love it when in a shoot someone just goes ham and shit. Like, to someone they're not even feeding with, but they just like almost buried them. There is one bit of shoot that Rabbit did in WCF as Rico Rojas that still makes me laugh to this day. I'm going to go and pull it up. I'll let you talk for a bit. Um, just, you know, shoot or shoot, I guess, man. Yeah. really do like that sometimes. <laughs> um, Fuck you. So a mix of both, but if you had to go with one, I'd say the fuck the other guy, kind of. <laughs> shoot is probably more... Um, entertaining yeah. and if you, time, if I, you haven't realized by the way I talk about uh, others RPs I will always remember a funny uh, piece of shoot than a like intense piece of like 
Fugue because I'm just lazy as shit. I like the Fugue shoot as well. Like yes. Mass, I think yes. it needs a. I feel like it needs to be like maybe like a 70-30 split because sometimes if all you're talking about is the build-up, it can get a little samey. Whereas I feel like you can come up with more points when you're just listing all the characters' flaws. Yeah. Which is like if you read like a like a Passenac roleplay when he does it every once in a while. Don't <laughs> talk about the match, but more just why your character's fucking shit. And it's so much fun. So I've got two pieces of shoot from the old WCF Screwface Fred. Basically, Screwface is like when you read someone's shoot and you just go, oh, and your like, face scrunches up. So this is from Joey Flash to Logan. <clears throat> Joey, I don't care about this match. Kill yourself, Logan. Fuck you. Any fuck anyone who has ever wasted their time and effort against you. <laughs> also, Dustin, the only thing you'll believe in after Sunday is that I allowed you to live. That somewhere deep down inside this straight ill motherfucker is a heart that beats and has compassion to dish out. Wrong, butter. I'm the motherfucking devil on earth, puta. I just want to suffer again and again and again. I want this shit to continue on to season two and three and four. I want a net out of this shit. I want Emmys. I want that season finale where your bones given and your will is broken. I want that shit to be real. I want to believe. <laughs> okay. No, it's Rico Rojas, isn't it? Yeah, that's Rico oh. Rojas. The character who never went anywhere. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, well, thank you, Chase. That, that was some really good questions. Oh, and one more. That was more. Dion, oh, wasn't it? Dion, Dion. I, I was so engrossed in Rico's shoot that I completely forgot who sent it this question, but it doesn't matter because he has one more question. Oh, and how big is Batista's dick? You know, to keep the memories alive. Hey, Tenet. hey, Dion, leave the memories alive. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. your questions, Dion. <laughs> oh, we can't ask this own question to Wade because Wade is gone. But would you adopt? Se- would you adopt Seth Lurch for sixty-seven cents a day, less than a cup of coffee at a time? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's pennies a day. Uh, Anyways, on to J-Mac, who asks, what's one match you want to win in particular? Havoc. Yeah, I used to war is not a thing anymore, so I'm going to say Havoc. Yeah. More than than any other... Imagine wanting to win. (laughs) More than any other match in e-fighting, the Rumble match is always, like, the end goal to win, like, a specific match. Because if you win that, you're basically set, unless you're Jane Omega. Jane Omega. Uh, Favorite tag partner. Portner. Portner. (laughs) Porn boy. Favorite tag partner. Run. I've had a couple of these. Let me think about this one. Uh, Okay, I'll just jump in. Leo, you already know. (laughs) Okay, so. Um, Want me to explain it? Yeah, explain it. I think we're thinking of the same one because it's the only, like, successful one we have. Yeah, so, uh... In the fed we that Lee and I met in before we came to W. Is it Griffin? No, no, no. Oh. Griffin is not involved in this one. Okay. Uh, we we and our characters were a tag team that were just kind of randomly thrown together, hmm. um, and we just kind of sold it like they were best friends. 
who like never spoke. Yeah. Like on the like on the equivalent of like the internet boards, like we'd always hype each other up and talk about like we were each other's best friends, but like in role plays we'd explicitly bring up do not talk to each other. They it's not it's not even that they don't like each other, it's that they literally don't know the other person. Yeah. They probably each other if they didn't really know each other. Yeah, and they like communicate to like gifts, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and um like, I remember specifically in, like, one of the role plays, like, one of the first things they said to each other was, um, uh, Corey's character going to my character, you're probably going to need to find a new tag partner, and then hanging up the phone. Power <laughs> move. Up anyway. Oh, never mind, not a power move. <laughs> but yeah, like, we ran for, like, three months with this dumb gimmick, and nobody fucking, like, called us out on yeah, and we were, like, winning everything. We were, like, in all the big matches. Like, it was ridiculous. That's hilarious. Yeah, like, I remember, uh, like, while that was going on, while we were uh, tag champs, kid, uh, we were in a match against, like, it was, like, a big, like, eight-man, the guy who was, like, world champ. And I remember yeah. a line of food I had is, uh, man, how much does it suck knowing about your way all the way to get to the top of the mountain and everyone still wants to still wants to fight me more than you? Oof. <laughs> Savagery. Damn. But um Yeah, that was just a really fun yeah. kind of stupid gimmick. And it kind of reinforces your point that you were saying earlier, Frank, about how no one reads role plays. Oh yeah, absolutely. Judges. Absolutely. Because all the, the hints there for people to exploit and no one ever did took the chance. Oh, I'm getting some weird noise on my end from the mic. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. It's fine. Uh, I think for me, I have two. The first is my tag run with Roy Speed back in the day. Because Roy, you all know Roy. Roy's the boy. And this is when we were both, like, coming up. A highlight of that run is that there was the first ever Ultimate Showdown match during our run. And because Roy was a double champion... I believe is I believe he was U.S. champion. He had to defend in that match, and I, I still had to defend the tag titles. But I had no partner, so uh, Corey was fedhead at the time. So he's just like your partner for the night. And so for one night, me and Corey Black were tag team champions, and we beat Adam. You best goat. Um, and my second answer is the People's Choice with Spencer Adams and Tio Del Sol because. God damn, I love those boys. We were yeah. trios and tag champions. We were at bomb.com. Uh, most enjoyable single silent to hold, and I have an answer this quite off the bat. I think the world title is too hard to hold because everyone wants it, and you have to put in so much what. The most fun single title to hold, for me at least, Sorry is the television title because I was going to say that even though I've never had it <laughs> because the television title gives you a unique challenge in e-fighting, which is, okay, you've got this belt. Here's a specific amount of words you have to do. You need to defend this every single week. You have to always be on and you need to always do well. And I just really, really like something about that. Yeah. Like I've never had it, but it's the one belt hold and have it like a really good run with, but I've always wrote too long to be considered yeah. as a contender for it. Like, taught, and Digger will probably never put Ryan down for that kind of belt because I know I just write longer than that. Yeah. So maybe I'm going to put on a VPN, make a new character, uh, <laughs> become unidentifiable. And Kill yourself write... from parts unknown in real life. 
Yeah, like write like 1k a week and try and win the thing. <laughs> the mask can reveal you were right like the entire time. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Why? <laughs> Tell me why. Oh, shit. It's me, torture. It's me, torture. It was me all along. Torture. You all bought it. Even my immediate stable members bought it. <laughs> but no, I believe that FPV will be remembered a better TV champion than he ever was a world champion. Because let's be honest, both of FPV's Tyler Reigns and WCF were kind of shit. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. My first one, I failed to show up to a title defense on Night of Champions and lost the title in three weeks to Waylon Cash, a.k.a. Dale. Mm. And my second run only lasted a month because Jared was really wanting that world title, and he dropped 10k on me. Yeah. <laughs> But the man who sold the oil. Yeah, but we still got the resur- we got the resurrection man out of all that, so Yeah. <laughs> Plus at the end. Yeah. Uh also, most enjoyable single silence all the old WCF people style, because you didn't have to do anything to win it. You just had to have people like you enough. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Favorite feud that you've worked. I think I might have answered this last week, but yeah, it was the Wade Spencer Ryan a lot of fun and it helped establish my character here which was really cool to have two guys who already had well established characters help me out like that I'd say for me my favorite feud was the Roy Speed feud in WCF for the US because uh, it was just we were like so into it both of us and we just like wanted to just do a few justice and do this and it was just a lot of fun Uh, James uh, Aaron Foss and Andre Holmes. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. In UCI. Yeah, was... Even though Andre will never shut up about thrust-kicking thumbtacks into your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he literally talks about that. All... I love how, like, I was reading the of the Year Awards and Andre was making, like, Moment of the Year nominations and all of them involved Andre Holmes. King. Uh, I love <laughs> he, is a a, mark. he is a mark for himself, but that's okay, because I'm also a mark for myself. <laughs> All right. Who has the best theme music in the Fed? And I'm going to say Ryan Lockhart, because Polyvia is awesome. I wanted to use uh, Nasty as FPV's return music, yeah, I but then I saw that you... That as well. But then I saw that you had... Pol- Damn it, you beat yeah, me to it. Same fucking album as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> new, fucking, le- uh, new levels, new devils. You should have... Uh, Nasty Freestyle by T-Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, my, my pick is probably, even though he just just quit, uh, fucking Lincoln Keekly using fucking Cloud Cobain by Denzel Curry. Ah, oh, that's so good. I just want to feel myself. You feel self. Myself. Uh, um, Lee? I don't, need um, I don't really... Pay attention to people's things. Really like Wade's uh, God is Watching by King A10. That's it's fucking sick and it totally fits the character. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm passing on this one. Sorry, boys. All right. <laughs> What's the funniest thing you've ever seen, heard, or experienced in general? Oof. Uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> Lee reading. Dream Daddy Wesley's Twitter feed to me last week. Like, I kept listening to that podcast, and I got to that part, and I just, like, heard myself doing nothing but wheezing with laughter. 
Uh, use me or lose me. Use me. Fuck. Um, uh, there's a lot of great things. Um, I kind of think. I'm not going to... This isn't literally the funniest thing, but I'm going to say it because I want to signal boost it able to uh, know about this. So, uh, there, there's a song called uh, I Could Be Jewish for You. Okay. Sus already, but go on. The only reason I know this song exists is because there's a version of it performed by Barrett Wilbert Weed, who played Veronica in the stage adaptation of uh, Heathers. Okay. And it's... 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 It seems like it could be anti-Semitic, but it's very much more dumb goyim who doesn't understand (laughs) Jewish things. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, like, anything. It's, like, yeah, it's it's dumb, genteel uh, bullshit. Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to have to not check that out. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you hope to be in EVE now? God in it. World champion, baby. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Grand Slam? I'm already double grand slamming the dub. I'm, I'm, I need to. That matters. That's true. I need to be grand slamming <laughs> AW. I need to redo. I need to redo the double grand slam. I'd like to, but like first of all, which belts constitute it? And second of all, I don't think yeah it will let me go for those belts. That's true. Like the thing about Seth is that if you want any belt, he'll just like okay, sure. Like if you're yeah. world title caliber, but you're like I want to be the internet champion, he's like okay. I'm not saying that's better to do, obviously. I'm just saying, like, that's yeah, just how yeah. it. And uh, it's probably more for newer people, so you don't just have, like, someone who's experienced, like, Wade or someone just going down and fucking everyone up in, like, yeah. Activision or something. That's true. Is there anyone outside of our general circle of feds that you think would be a good fit for AW? No, because I don't know anyone who cares about E-Fetting outside of this circle. Um, there's a few guys from yeah, the set handled- I met. Corey in that would probably be yeah. really well. Could you, you possibly get Scully to join AW? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a quick folks. I'm pretty sure he didn't like me because <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure we versed for like a, a title and he was like, like, I just don't think he appreciated how much I went in a character. You know what I just realized, Lee? You use the same kind of verbiage that my brother does for things. You don't say, we faced each other. You say, we ver- as in versus. <laughs> we versed each other. My <laughs> brother My brother d- d- does the same thing. Always follow. Like, that doesn't sound grammatically correct, but whatever. It's no, it's a rap battle, you see. They versed each other. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, there's a few guys from there that I think would fit. Yeah, there's a couple of dudes I would love to reach out to, but they are even bigger flakes than me. Wow. Okay. FPV, what was your favorite part about Fakaship in the Brotherhood? My favorite part of the Brotherhood was being the top person in the Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's 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 just a, that's just a rip. Uh, the Brotherhood was fun because working with you and Lester specifically was really good, and it made me gain like a whole appreciation for guys like Lester and Psychopomp. And I'm really sad that Psychopomp dropped out because Psychopomp was really funny. Yeah, no, I got. 
Um, I loved it. Uh, as much as, much as y'all dunk on him and meme on him, I did, I did meet Damien King, and he is part of my D&D group, so I gotta appreciate that. <laughs> and... <laughs> and... <laughs> God, radio silence. I love it. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kevin. It's a good. It was a good feud between. I think Kevin and FP is like a face versus face feud because neither of us were heels. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, we just. I just really wanted your people's title, and so we just worked it out. <laughs> so but, uh, I will say I liked how you, when you ended up being in the Brotherhood, you didn't like. You were like an active part of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You worked your way. You worked with people that you might not have generally worked with, which was was interesting to see. Because legitimately what I wanted to do was I wanted to come in as the lone wolf who didn't join a stable because I saw all the stables that were popping. I was like, I could probably just work it out on my own. And I wanted to get the people's title because I really like the people's title uh, from uh, Kevin, so it kind of worked out. Now we're going to have a match at Revenge. In the mm-hmm. middle of that, apropos of nothing, I beat Gemini Bow for the TV title. <laughs> so, is at Revenge. One against Lesser Parish for the TV title, which I won, and one against Kevin Bishop in a scaffold match for the People's title, because he you wanted to do that. Because the thing is, I legitimately thought I was going to win both matches, and then Kevin mm. beat me. <laughs> And that's yeah. why you I could have been king of all media. I could have, I could have been king of all media, but like, <laughs> oh well, without the internet, Bob, I guess. So like, I was, my hope was that I didn't have to, but like when I did, I was like, well, I'll just work with this I'm TV champ extraordinaire. Yes, sir. TV champ of the year, twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah, history lessons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Kevin. And then Jordan, with some personal questions, talk about your no, first topic Talk about your first time in the sack, boys. Well, first I'm gonna say this on behalf of Lee. Uh, Lee's girlfriend is currently sitting on the couch. Lee would not appreciate <laughs> hearing hearing him talk about this experience. Now, now, James, I have to over the, over the net. <laughs> I have to ask, how do you know this? Um, because... Check the Skype chat. <laughs> That's why I burst out laughing, like, in the middle of you talking. That's why we had the radio silence. (laughs) Oh, I didn't see that. (laughs) Yeah, that's why that happened. Okay, good. Uh, My my answer, it it was terrible. Neither of us were ready for it, and I had a lot of regret afterwards. But, yeah, James? I'm not a thoughty, I don't fucking tell. All right. Respectable. Most painful injury you've ever sustained? The fucking, like, ten knee injuries I've had. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I broke my foot once. I've broken my arm twice, but the creepiest thing that ever happened to me was I went to go donate blood at my school one day, and, and everything... And you found out you had AIDS? <laughs> no. First of all, I donate blood regularly, so this was, like, no big deal. I was just going to go and get stuck by a needle take some blood out, and that'd be it. Uh, the people that were running this particular blood drive, though, apparently didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Oh, no. And they, like, took the needle, and they went into my arm, but instead of into my bloodstream, it apparently went underneath my skin. And so, like, uh, I they uh, and I just felt my arm tightening, 
And I was like, something's wrong. My arm feels like it's tightening. And they immediately took it out and put it And they're like, okay, yeah, we put it underneath your skin. Uh, we can't continue this donation. Sorry. And they kicked me out. And then when I took like the bandit off, there was just a giant bruise on my arm. Oh, fuck that. I had to live with oh. that for a few days. Yikes. So you must say a few years, I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> and that bruise is, <laughs> still, bruise that bruise is still there today. Uh, what's yeah. some shit that you did that you regret? I have an answer for this. Uh, probably just, this will come into the other question, like, what is your personal advice? <laughs> yeah, that. Imagine, <laughs> being, imagine being ashamed of beef fetting. Imagine being angry. <laughs> <laughs> we're just being super lazy and like always doing things last minute so like that's a lot of things yeah, yeah. Uh, failing my fucking journalism class junior year of high school because I just couldn't be fucking bothered to do anything <laughs> oh. probably so, I was a young boy when I came into the WCF I was like oh I was yes years old and I thought that during my course of the WCF right up until like 20 16-ish, there were two people that I looked up to and I thought were the coolest people in the world. The first one was Logan. <laughs> and I had myself written in Star as in the TOT and then I and then the shit that started the Mexico incident came out came out and I was like, you know what? Logan's actually a gigantic piece of shit. I don't like him anymore. Oof. And now every time I think about my run in WCF and I think of my run in the TOT and the DOT, I just immediately cringe and I'm like, I could have done better. And because I'm a guy and his name was the Polar Phantasm. Uh, you, are Polar, you are already now. Yeah. Polar struck me as the coolest person. First of all, because I first I saw he was from New Orleans, and I immediately marked for anyone who's from Louisiana. And then I like started talking to him, and I just thought he was the most creative dude in terms of writing. Uh, and then like literally, he had the entire Fed come in to write RP series called Breakout Kings of the Ring. That was the biggest deal on the planet, and we never reached that high again. And slowly slowly started not giving a shit about wanting to write about wrestling and he just wanted to write sci-fi stories which mm. is fine but there are places for sci-fi that stories. is an emo shit am I right <laughs> and <laughs> and then there's lots of there's the bullying shit with the guardians chat you already know and here's the thing yeah. I used to talk on the phone regularly to hash out writing ideas because this was before Skype was a thing that I regularly used and and uh, <laughs> one there there would be times where he would just start texting me like, "Yo, I miss you. We need to start writing something together." And then I would just kind of like blow him off, like, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. And then I would not respond to him afterwards. The last time that he texted me solidified his staff fuck boy in my mind because he was talking about Corey Black. I know you're gonna listen to this podcast, and I know that what I'm about to talk about it's going to trigger you because I know he's in action figures. So here we go. He starts telling me how he's getting, he's gonna, he's got a giant collection of toys that he got through both uh, 
like thrifting and cheap deals and also in his own words liberal use of my finger discount in a way to try to make the fact that he stole transformers toys from a walmart seem really cool (laughs) (laughs) when he sent me that i was stunned and i was just like i don't want to talk to you ever again and i haven't since so that's my polar phantasm shoot Corey, I hope you haven't shot yourself in the face after listening to that horror story. Dude's a fucking coward. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck, like, fuck the Bola Phantasm. Like, I'll attest that my oh. biggest problem with that whole shit was that he was too scared to say any of it to my face. Like, I... You know I make fun of him. I make fun of myself harder than he could ever make fun of me. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. We make fun of you a lot, but we make fun of it in good jest. Yeah. Like, don't be a fucking bitch about it. I'm glad that we did yeah, that. Please. I felt like I've extra been in my soul for years. <laughs> on the Thanks, flip side, on the flip side, what's something that you're proud of? For that me, I was motivated. Uh, I'll give an EFED answer and a non-EFED answer. Uh, becoming double Grand Slam champ in the dub was pretty cool because at, at that point only Tort and Jay Price had done it. My example, graduating college with a 3.5 magna cum laude was pretty dope. Love you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, something that happened that I'm proud of literally just happened. I got, your boy got an A on his fucking midterm assignment where he had to write about goddamn Alfred Hitchcock. Hey, oh, nice. Man. Nice to... What is your personal vice? Uh, Laziness. Caffeine. Caffeine. I drink way way too much fucking soda. Caffeine. Weed. Consensual nude pics. (laughs) (laughs) Only consensual, though. Yes. And only if they're distributed through our Patreon feed. Subscribe now. (laughs) $70 tier, uh, one dick pic a month from the cast. Yes. What annoys you the most about people? People who don't understand. That. People who don't understand me. No, people that don't understand <laughs> the concept of um other people actually. <laughs> like not always having time for your dumbass. <laughs> Probably uh, that. Ignorant uh, Facebook moms and dads, anti vaxxers. Yeah. Facebook uh, reactionaries. Flat Earthers. Flat Earthers are just funny, though. Uh, true, true. Cowards. <laughs> Do a coward. Seth. Look at Seth Tits or ass? I mean, both are nice, but ass, though. Yeah. Ass. Agreed. Uh, 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 I'll go tits. Tits are nice. Dissension. Two on split. <laughs> Ask confirm best. <laughs> yep. Oh, Democracy. What's some bullshit you want to try? I I kind of want to go skydiving. That sounds like it'd be really fun. Uh, dying. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Um. Uh. I don't know. I don't really care for that shit. That's fair. But, um, I love roller coasters. That roller coaster that kills you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> roller coasters. Love them. 
What food do you think is nasty as fuck? Okay, so this Tomata. might be cheating. Oh, damn. Tomato. Uh, this might be cheating, but... Get it out of here. <laughs> this, <laughs> might... <laughs> <laughs> this, might... this might be cheating because uh, it's a genetic thing. I have the gene that makes uh, cilantro taste like soap. So... Ooh, that makes what? Cilantro. What is, Cori- is that? Coriander, you might know it as. It's uh, stale. Oh, yeah. And I have the gene that makes it taste like soap. So, I mean, I guess that's not food, but like that's, it's yeah, it's food close enough. Taste it. The I also hate fennel. You hate you hate what? Fennel too. Another. Oh. <laughs> well, that's probably because uh, Quad City. I grew up in Davenport, Iowa, right? Which is now underwater because <laughs> of floods. But uh, Quad City style pizza is have a lot of fennel in them so every time like i'd go to like fucking harris pizza egg yeah yeah sausage i'd always bite into the fucking sausage and I'd always bite into a fucking fennel flake all right i'll say the one time that i had sushi i almost wanted to throw i finished it halfway and then i threw the rest in the trash <laughs> damn love uncooked fish what is overrated and something that is underrated? Overrated? Sushi. Uh, sushi is a good answer for that. Uh, let's see. Something that is overrated. I'm going to trigger people. I'm going to do it. Game of Thrones and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Get out. All right. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, that's fair. Right. I'm going I'm to say it. <laughs> cool, but I feel like some of them are fucking shit. Yeah. But people still hype it. Not like... The more recent stuff's been I'm talking like earlier. Thor Ragnarok sucked. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that's underrated. Hmm. Uh, you know what's underrated? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Am I wrong? I was gonna say Mr. Robot, but okay. Dude, that's all. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Robot is very underrated. You should watch that show. It's really good. Yeah, Mr. Robot Community. Rectify the good place. Oh, oh, good, the good place isn't yeah, I think... the proper amount of recognition that it deserves. Yeah, uh, it's, this one's got a, some good recognition, but I think it's getting overshadowed by something I think is overrated. Bojack Horseman is better than Rick and Morty. Mm, nice. Better watch it. Yeah. All right. And uh, any from you, Lee? Uh, no, I'm in agree. I'm in agreement. Uh, something like something that is overrated on Arby's. Oh, wow. <laughs> Had to do it to Damn. <laughs> well, thank you, J-Mac. Those, that, those questions were very productive, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going on to from QDT, that would most surprise us. Um, Trying to think of something. Uh, this might not be surprising to people who talk to me, but, uh, Frank and I have the same major, basically. Yeah, we are both film majors. I thought you were yeah. going to go in a different direction with that statement, but... <laughs> I mean, do you want to say that one? No, I'll let you say that one. Uh, well, me, I don't think it's much of a surprise that I like boys, but... Yeah. Like, when I tell people that I like both, they are, but... Usually at the worst, they're like, it, they they just don't care. Yeah, like um, 
I remember I nonchalant, like me coming out to Michael uh, Howie was like super nonchalant because I, I, I didn't come out to him. Like I was just telling him a story about this uh, dude I was talking to on Tinder <laughs> <laughs> and like how much of a fucking lame ass the guy was. And he's like, oh, wow. Like he's like, wait a minute. I didn't know you were uh, queer. I'm like, yeah, I'm by. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. My story yeah. is a lot funnier. Uh, the uh, other Facebook, not the AW one, the other Facebook chat, and I saw that Tort was going off about something, and he called someone a faggot. I say, uh, on the heels of Tort calling someone a faggot, I just like to announce that I am bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, times. Yeah, who would have guessed that the uh, foreigner is the only one of this cast who's straight? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think that probably if you, you, we were going to back, if we were going to go back like two years, this hobby would probably be the my close friends would probably least expect me to be a part of. Hmm. I think that because yeah, because I, in school, especially like um, prior to let me let me figure out the translation junior year for you guys prior to that i was then i was uh virgin nerd. <laughs> excellent and then my knee broke and i became virgin nerd. good shit yeah. uh, also and just to clarify what uh, james said about our major both james and i are basically film majors we are trying to get work in the film industry, and for me, it's not really panning out because no one is looking for work at the moment in my area, and I don't Moving feel like Georgia. and I don't and I don't feel like going to New Orleans. Moving to Georgia. Yeah, imagine moving to Georgia. <laughs> Doesn't fucking Wade live in Wade lives in Georgia? I don't you know. Could fuck, you could crash on his couch. Uh, now, well, Damien Kane lives in Georgia. Yes, I do know that. Uh, so. Uh, so uh thank you qdt that was a good question I, that was going to be the last question but uh, three hours ago tort made a post on the thing here's the here's what he says he's on how podcasts going forward that are led by fpv episodes should only be 45 minutes or an hour in length if you record oh, wow. more record not just cut them down and do part one and part two and part three or something questions from people on the podcast should be like a one question per person thing no reason for let's say someone like gd to have 10 questions and qdt to have one question and then you answer 11 questions if you narrow it down to one question per person too you sort of get the most important question to ask the featured handler and you guys too also if the question isn't answered the people can't ask the same question next week and just next week i format I'd format it with going over results rundown while giving feedback and opinions on storyline, losers, segments, etc. Give two cents on how to make the segment better, or give advice on maybe shortening the segment to make it feel better, all good stuff. Lockhart and Pasternak are two great minds for e-fetting and have dope opinions on this fits in nicely, and FPV still gives his fresh take on it too. After the results rundown, do the questions and stuff, all while the featured handler in this example way more is giving his shit too. I'd cut out predictions. Pasternak predicting shit is lame because he's an admin and almost 100% the booking goes through the admin chat lmao lockhart as well can know a lot of vets and handlers probably bounce off 
ideas off him or just shoot the shit with him, and he probably knows things that are coming too. Again, that's all good and fine, but predictions is too much tiptoeing so you don't spoil someone's surprise, or you just flat out saying what happens next, and it all sort of ruins the card next week. I think Lockhart even said he cut out predictions too. I can't remember. I'm catching up on the boards, lol. That is all just my production side of my OCD as I invent some programs I just feel the need to share, because honestly, I listen to you guys every day. So, Torcha, I appreciate that, but uh, we are running on just under three hours right now, so... <laughs> but, Maybe next week. <laughs> and, uh, I understand, where you're, I understand where you're coming from with the separated into parts thing, but, mm. uh, I'm lazy. I feel like splitting up episodes into parts as much as I have to. I, yeah. alre- I already had to do that somewhat uh, for the podcast on WCF, and that was just kind of a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. so... And also, I like the narrowing questions, but maybe not one. Maybe like, like four or three. Yeah, like somewhere between three and five. Yeah, like say. like too many questions. Like then we just get bogged down in one person set of questions. Mm-hmm. But if you are a question like what's your favorite cookie and you tag it into your four, I think that's fine. Yeah, uh, uh, check your ass is always a good question to ask. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, I think we can cut out predictions. I think cutting, I think the predictions in this show didn't add a whole lot to the show, so we can comfortably yeah. cut out predictions. I'm yeah. perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, maybe we can do a better version of show review, but yeah. Well, we need. We first we need to read the shows first of all, <laughs> Lee. Hey, now now I know. See, show review was good because now I know everything that happened on the show. We all good. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as much as I just memed on your feedback, Dort, I do appreciate it. And we will take it into consideration. We'll take, we'll definitely take a little bit into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think we could get through everything within 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Too many memes. So uh, that's it for the podcast this week. We got right under three hours. We're at two hours and 56 minutes. Excellent, excellent shit. Oh yeah, amazing. So, uh, boys, uh, who do you want to get next week? Um, I, I know the queue. Like I, 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 I really. Derek Vaden wants to hop on at some point. We should. Yeah, no, uh, Jack West. Shut the fuck up, James. Uh, I think there was one more person who said they might want to come on, but I can't remember. I can't. I can't think of no. any. If you want to come on, uh, put it in the comments. In the, yes, put uh, it in button. the comments. Leave it in the comments down below. Smash that <laughs> like button. Subscribe to <laughs> Patreon. Up, yeah, hit our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that shit. This is a great productive episode of the podcast. I'd like to thank James and Lee for their contributions. Uh, and, and Wade. Yes, Wade, who had to dip out because of daddies. Wade is the true stream daddy. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm Ray, and I'll see you all next week. Goodbye.